1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Here I go. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Stop breaking everybody's eardrums, bro. It's my job. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, dude. Our guest this week is a young pro from Ventura, California. Woo! With already a long list of accomplishments. Woo! This kid's smooth. He's powerful. Strong. And he's got an incredible air game. Woo! Earning him huge results as a straight standout on the NSSA. Winning multiple events. Winner of the ISA 2019 Under 18 Gold. Taking the USA to a gold. Woo! Woo! And of recent, claiming his maiden win at the WSL Q3000 at Pismo Beach. Fresh off a of fucking victory, How baby. good does that feel? Woo! But there must be something in the water in Ventura that keeps pumping out and producing superstars time and time again. We expect, and we know this little ripper is going to take it to the next level. Our next California, Californian. California to make it to the WCT tour. We need another one on there, buddy. Wait, W what? WTC? WCT. Okay. WCT. <laughs> World Championship Tour. Woo! We're fans and we welcome Dimitri. Dichi. Dichi? Yeah. That's a tricky one. <laughs> Paulos. Right? Is it Paulos? Polis. 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 Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Dude. Polis. Dude. Okay. Let's talk about the wins. Yeah. First off, off, first off, let's talk about sponsorship. I see you wearing a a, a nice, you know, Red Bull hat. T- tell us your sponsors and then we'll go into the to the winning. Yeah, so ride for Red Bull, O'Neill, 
Prolite, Futures, and then uh, Timmy Patterson Surfboards. Woo! What an amazing roster of sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Garth. Yeah. Yeah, Garth. <laughs> yeah, Garth. I was telling him earlier how so many people brought up Garth and we're like, fuck, we got to get Garth on. Oh, fuck, yeah. Like, he's just a visionary and knows how to spot talent. And obviously, yeah. freaking Dietschy over here. <laughs> and Red Bull. I mean, what a huge... Do huge. you have an agent? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your agent? Uh, Brian Taylor. Okay. Brian Taylor? He's Old from, school Brian Taylor? Yeah. The Kelly Slater Brian Taylor? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> and Ron Machado and Yeah. Kalani Rob and Oh I mean, this back guy, in the day. He's yeah. putting zeros on the end of those checks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adding zeros, I mean. Yeah. Well, Brian Taylor, what's up, dude? Tell him I said hello. I will we sure. we met him uh, over the years um, when I working at HSS and he'd be coming around and stuff. Wow, he's still in the game. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, got very lucky to, or got put in contact with him a few years back, and he was gracious enough to take me on. And Sweet. He's been helping a lot, so very grateful. Nice. Well, enough about Brian Taylor. Let's talk about Dietschy. So, yeah, uh, tell us a little bit, and we'll get more into it, but what was the high point, and what was the wave, or like, I don't know, like, what was it? What was the feeling going into yeah. the final? Because I don't know the feeling, and Jay probably forgets because he didn't have that many. <laughs> um, yeah, it felt great. Um, really, I feel like the trickiest part of competing is like controlling your emotions and not getting in, like ahead of yourself. And yeah. I feel like the highlight moment for me in the event was like my quarterfinal heat against Josh Burke. I needed like a pretty solid score at the end of the heat and I got a little chippy left and was able to do a backside full row and got a 9-5 in the last Damn. minute or so so that was I've never done that before and I think I was telling one of my friends I've never had an error go into one of my top two scores in the heat before so that was a first for me as well yeah so that was probably the most like emotional roller coaster heat that I had had and yeah was were, you, were you behind in the yeah, yeah, I needed a score at the end. I think, I want to say I needed like an 8 maybe. Holy shit. And you threw a 9-5 down? Yeah. Damn. Com- confidence booster there. Right? Yeah. So that was the turning point and of you like... S- you said you'd never done a, a backside air? Like no, uh, in, a in, in a heat. Well, I've done I've done airs and heats before, but I've, I don't think I've ever had one go into my top two. Like, okay. matter for me as a score. Because I always just relied on my kind of power surfing and just kind of standard what I'm used to yeah and yeah I kind of was able to pull that one pull the rabbit out of the hat on that one did yeah and, and is it one of those days where it's like Sunday to quarter semis finals or do you did you have other uh like rounds yeah so the contest was stretched out over seven, seven days, days yeah so it was because they had uh the women's too yeah men's and women's queue and the men's and women juniors mm-hmm. so there was like it was kind of one of those ones where it had a few lay days and then like more towards the end of the comp, it was like kind of one heat a day sort yeah. of deal. And I think I had maybe two days with two two heats. Not not entirely sure, but yeah. pretty sure. And then um, at the end, I had the, I think, round of 16 and quarters in one day. And then, oh, Semis. no, I'm, I'm sorry. It was just... It was one heat, and then the last day of the event on Sunday, there was the semis and finals. Semis and finals, yeah. I kind of like that. 
I mean, I mean it depends if the waves are good. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the conditions. You yeah. know, if you're on a roll too, though, you know, you don't mind having you know other heats and the waves are good. But yeah, you know, yeah, you want you you know and that was if good competition at the end. Like, is it Evan Gasman? Yeah, Evan Gasman. Yeah. Did you watch it? I didn't. No. I watched the final and I was like, damn, because he. I mean, both of you are explosive power, but he's got the air game. I wouldn't say more, but I mean, he's got air game. Like oh, yeah. you see him at that perfect swell fucking thing. I'm just like, holy shit, this dude's like on springs. Yeah. And he was surfing well, but you fucking took it. Like it was pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. definitely going into it, um, going against Evan in the final. Um, it was a little cut. Kind of nervous. I felt calm, but a little nervous at the same time yeah. because um, just doing the QS for the last couple of years and traveling with everyone and seeing everyone free surf, he's been like the guy who's just super gnarly. Consistent. And, yeah. Look up to him a lot and really been like looking up to him after doing the QSs a lot and when I really understood how gnarly yeah. that they are. Yeah. So to get to surf a final with him was pretty like, regardless of whatever was going to happen, I was just happy. I was like, like wow, I get to surf against someone I look up to. Yeah, yeah, and that's always intimidating because they're calm, cool, and collected most of the time, or at least that's how they portray. You yeah. know, like they're experienced, and and you know the guys are gonna flip. Like it's not an easy. No final is gonna be easy, especially against somebody like that. Yeah, you know. Okay, before we talk more about the final and that contest, because we we definitely want to go back and talk more in depth about it. Let's start where you started and found the love of surfing. How did you find it? Um, definitely from my dad. He's the one who kind of introduced me <clears throat> to surfing um, when I was pretty young. Uh, he grew up surfing and skating. He was a really gnarly skater when he was young and uh, kind of found more of a love for surfing as he got older. And when I was younger, I kind of did a little bit of everything and then he kind of pushed me to surf. He, I think he really wanted me to surf. So he told me he just wanted someone to surf with when he was older. So that's yeah. why he wanted me to surf or when I was older. So that's why he wanted me to surf. And I have, I remember when I was young, like, I hated it. It was cold. It was not very fun. Like, yeah. I remember, like, I had to have been, like, maybe five or six, and he'd, like, push me into waves, and then I was on a soft top, and I remember I'd ride it all the way to the beach. It would hit the beach. I'd jump off and just book it up the beach. It's like, just, out of here. I'm just, done, Dad. I'm done. <laughs> I'm one and done. It's, but, hard. it's hard in cold water for kids, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a wetsuit on and everything, though? Yeah, like, yeah. for sure. Had, had a wetsuit, had everything. But it wasn't until I was a bit older, and then I kind of got more into it. And then I think it was when I was around, like, eight or nine is when it kind of clicked in my brain. It's like, okay, I want to actually go surfing. And then I kind of turned into, like, uh, <clears throat> you should surf into, like, I want to go surf. And I started hitting my head like, oh, let's go surf, let's go surf. That's rad. Did you have other buddies that you, like, would <coughs> go surf with, or is it just you and Dad? Uh, as I got older, like, there was a couple kids in school and stuff I would surf with. My best friend still to this day, Marley Sapp, um, I met him when we were in elementary school and he surfed, his dad surfed, and we were surf buddies. I mean, we still are, but <coughs> he was like the one that I would surf with. Because that's when like we were a, young. A, a big, you know, difference yeah. between like just surfing with dad, dad. And, and dad's like, you know, you're staying, we're surfing all day and you're yeah. out there more waves versus a friend that's just Yeah, when it's, pushing when, you, you. when you have a, bestie and okay. they are into what you're into then you guys are doing that oh there'd be days where i take my grom out and he's like oh, i'm freezing i'm yeah. cold and it would just be us and then we'd go back the next day and we'd go with friends and then they don't complain once yeah didn't hear i'm cold yeah didn't 
they're just oh, they complain it. when we had to leave. Well, we have to leave. I'm like, yeah, yeah we got to go. Yeah. Where the day before is like, are we done? Are we done? It was yeah. just you know, it helps to have like so a little buddy system. You, yeah. Your dad was a skateboarder and surfer. What what kind of surfing was he into? Was he a shortboarder or? Yeah, he was a shortboarder. Yeah, really, really powerful. He's really into power surfing. I remember the first surfer he ever showed me. Uh, was Potter, Martin Potter. And I remember I was like really young. He's like, all right, watch this video. It was like a YouTube video. And he was like, see how he serves? Just go out and do that. And <laughs> that, Yeah, Potter. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, Pots. I think he was my dad's favorite for a long time. And then, yeah, it was the first surfer, surf video that my dad showed me. That's killer. Which is not typical, you know, go be a power surfer at a, you know, telling your little kid. But, yeah, you know, I, I watch a ton of Dane Reynolds and I, you know, I liked, I appeal or kind of have a, a connection with the bigger dudes and I like watching them surf and I tell my grandma, I'm like, look at the way Dane, look how hard he goes and, you know, just grabs rail and just murders that thing. Oh, yeah. You can't just go soft ticky and ticky tack. I'm like, yeah. you got to just, you think you're pushing hard? Yeah. You're not you pushing hard enough. Put your weight You think you're it. low enough? You're not low enough, you know, and it's, it's watching and surfing is, is yeah. key to improving. So, uh, you didn't boogie board or anything like that. You went straight to surfing. No, I, I think I boogie boarded a bunch yeah. when I was young. <clears throat> we all yeah, did. We all, yeah. Most of us do, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, what kind of boards was your dad riding? Um, honestly, like back in the day or now? Back in the day. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like he kind of rode a little bit of everything. He didn't never really had like a... His own like shaper favorite, yeah. Yeah, I think there. But shortboards. Yeah, shortboards. Yeah. yeah. And he was a gnarly skateboarder, and he didn't push skateboarding on you, or did you skate too? Um, I skated too, but he kind of preferred. No, he kind of became more of a fan of surfing as he got older, and then yeah. I think he stopped skating when he was like kind of a teenager, and that's when he started surfing a lot. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it was wanted me to surf more just because that's what he was really into yeah. and then I think he was also concerned with the like getting hurt factor and yeah. part of skating falling in water instead of concrete is, is a big difference yeah <laughs> that and you know you get to you know if you're just a hobby skateboarder or cruiser or you know you get a little more technical but once you start getting really good like the risk factor goes up like, oh yeah you know oh, yeah. exponentially I, you know like the stuff they're the, doing yeah. you're you're a teenager and now your friends are not hitting the three stairs or hitting the eight and 12 or, you know, and yeah. just, it just, it's like surfing, you know, yeah. have fun. And all of a sudden now it's like, Oh shit, I got to go surf those size waves, you know, but yeah. you're not landing on concrete. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or metal or, or rails metal. or yeah. It's uh, it's a whole different. And it's not cool to wear helmets, you yeah. know, like skateboarding, you know, and that's fuck, dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, eight years old, you start getting into it more. Your, your friend Marley, you guys are, you start surfing just by yourselves, like not riding your bikes to the beach or? Um, I never really rode my bike to the beach until I got older. We kind of, our parents <clears throat> would take us and stuff for a while. And then yep. I think when I hit like 13 or 14-ish, my dad was like, all right, go bike. Or like, we don't want to take you, you can take the bike and go surf. And then that's when the biking to go surf with lunch started. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be. So you and Marley other dudes would start going to the beach by yourselves and it's an all day thing right no never, <laughs> never was for me because i was always in school i mm. went to normal school until i think halfway through freshman year pretty much so i was always like school early and then it'd be like the after school or we would like 
go at like six thirty in the morning before school. So yeah, was, that's how you were, huh, Lar? Yeah, yeah. He, you never did homeschooling, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. So you start homeschooling in ninth grade? Yeah. 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 I kind of it was <clears throat> a mix. I think early on, my parents were never really big like I don't want to say supporters. That I don't know. They just weren't super into the whole homeschool thing. They were just like, oh, just go to school and surf when you have time yeah. kind of deal. And then, um, yeah, as I got older and it was like traveling was starting to, as was like competing, getting more serious about it and traveling, yeah. then it got to a point where it was like, I think the high school was like, all right, well, we're going to kick you out because you're like missing too much. And then I was like, all right, fine, I'll go to the, I'll start doing homeschool. Yeah. So going, so eight or nine, you're getting really into it. At what point did you like, Started. Knew you were good and started doing contests, and was it like a local event, or you just um, found the NSSA or WSA? Or I never really mentally felt like I got to the point where I was like, oh, now like you're good and time to do comps. It was kind of more of uh, like a couple of my friends started doing comps back in the day, and I think we did the Volcom T or. Yeah, crustacean. Yeah, yeah, right. The VQS tour. Yeah, the VQS tour. They had that going. I remember did a couple of those with my buddies, like the push in divisions and stuff. And um, I think I won one. I think that was the first contest I'd ever won. Sick. One of those. So those were fun. I'd do those, and then what? What was your first board? Like like custom or new board? Custom board. Cause it's hard to board. It's hard to get boards that small. Like yeah. you know, like it pretty much has to be custom or hand me down from another. Yeah, I think Grom. I think it was a Roberts because um, awesome. when I was younger, my dad always wanted me to ride big boards because he wanted me to kind of develop that power base. So yeah. I was riding like big single fins and like just big boards for a while, and then it got to a point where it kind of got like okay, you can start getting smaller boards, and um, Robert was the like the. There's the yeah. guy in Ventura who yeah. made like the best ground boards and like I remember um, he made boards for current cables when he was young and yeah. I swear I got just old current cable boards for like a while. They were like all these bright colored like fun little shapes and that's what I kind of rode for a while and then I think after that he made me my first custom. When I, I don't remember exactly how old I was. I might have been like 11 or 12, maybe a little younger. So rad. Start getting hand-me-downs from current cables. Well, and he surfs good. Yeah. yeah. Right? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he skates amazing, but he surfs really well, too. Yeah. Yeah. His but, dad fucking rips, too. Yeah. He's not really I competed good. with his dad at NSSAs. Yeah. He ripped. I ran, I ran so into him in a Surf Expo in Florida. Sick. Kern was there, too. Right. It was pretty cool. But, yeah. um, but getting that first custom... Though, you know, oh, like yeah. your own spray, you know, so, I mean, as a kid, where the logo goes, how the spray is, you know, yeah. like. I actually had no idea. My dad ordered it. And oh, it was like surprised a, you? It was a surprise to me. And I remember it was, it was, I think I still have it, actually. It was white. And uh, so it was just a blank board. It was a little round tail step up. Because I remember I had all the, the short boards, like the used current boards. And then, remember, I was, like, starting to kind of surf. I mean, for a grom, a little bit bigger waves, and then my dad was like, ordered me a little step up, and I remember he had me come in his room one day, and he like pulled it out of his closet, and was like, "Yeah, look at this." You're like, "You ready for the step up?" And I was like, just so blown away. And then he flipped it over, and then showed me my name on the bottom of it. And I was like, "Oh my god, just mind blown." That's so rad. 
what a what a magic moment that is, right? That that yeah. that feeling you get, we still get at oh, our yeah. age now. Like as soon as I go new get a board, new board, I'm like, oh. oh, is this gonna be magic? Is this gonna be insane? You yeah. know, like yeah, that's yeah, how it's kind of cool that your dad was so you know smart about you using single fins and bigger boards to kind of like we talk about it with other people how longboarding or single fins or bigger boards it smooths out your style and and you kind of like develop more technique and power you know with the bigger boards and the single fins right for sure it's weight transfer you know like having to like place weight in the right spot you know versus just trying to aggro down the line which you know most kids yeah kind of tend to do because that's kind of you're on a little board a little skateboardy but that yeah just drawing out more smoother lines and and it kind of does kind of put that power perspective because you can't just flick those things you gotta like commit so what uh what surf shop did you guys go to uh, like a hangout or, or like get your wax, like your local. Um, never really was one. I think it was, it was kind of mostly Ventura Surf Shop or like um, Rip Curl Surf Shop up in Ventura. And then uh, as I got older, I think Revolution just opened a shop. So yeah. that's kind of the new shop that we're going to. And yeah. Then, um, Jesse and Brett. Brett. Yeah, yeah. And then I think Robert actually just opened a shop too called Anna Kappa. So that's. Oh, that's his shop. Yeah. Okay. So kind of been just different shops. Yeah. So yeah, Ventura is like another like surf town. 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 Yeah. And you know we haven't even you, you brought up Dane, but like fuck, there's some gnarly dudes that come out of Ventura. Oh, for sure. Well, if you you include like Oxnard, you know, to Santa Barbara, which kind of we call like Orange County, you know, yeah, 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 guys at like specific spots, but like you kind of group in that kind of, that little coast a little bit, you know, when you talked about big names and stuff, you know, whether it's like Kern or Bobby from like Santa Barbara, but then the Malloys are Ventura, you know, the Kern, you know, Timmy Kern and Nathaniel and those, you know, they're Oxnard, but it's all kind of, yeah. So what, what spots were you going to? when you were younger? Um, when I was really young, it was kind of just like the Cove at C Street and stuff. That was like the easiest. Well, I mean, there's Mondo's too. Those are the two, like, I remember learning to surf at those spots. And then as I got older, it was like kind of migrated up to the point. And then from there down to like the Harbor and some of the other beach breaks. And yeah, still going back. Yeah. Now, did, did were you, Spoiled. you and your friends like imi- intimidated, like going to s- spots? Um, that's how we are. Not, <laughs> Speak I, for not, yourself, bro. Hey, whoa. <laughs> not really. I feel like, um, just being, I don't know how to put it right. I feel like when we were younger, we just kind of would just surf. And that's yeah. the only thing we'd think about. I was like, oh, get to surf a new spot. Like, yeah. I think we were like super cool. We're like, oh, we're surfing the harbor now. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that's the only thing I can think of like that. I yeah. Mean, Definitely when it started getting bigger and stuff, I remember definitely fearing a couple times, but... Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, like, those milestones of, of like, you know, looks, learning to stand up, learning to cut down the line, learning to do the off the lips, and then as you get better and, and bigger, 
you you start going to other spots, right? And those spots, oftentimes there's a lot of locals, you know, in each spot. And here in Huntington, and, and some of the guests that we talk to, it's it's always that way. It's like you know, the better you get, the more you start exploring other places. But then in those places, there's like locals that are like not here, Grom. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely localism, like. To a point everywhere, but yeah. it's... It, well, when, Oxnard. Yeah. But you when can't. you're a kid, it's also the, your your ability, strength, and commitment to go out on bare waves, too, you know? Like, yeah. it's a big difference being at C Street and then going to the harbor or somewhere where there's, you know, you're, you're no easy paddle outs, you yeah. know, or some yeah. of the beach breaks are pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Ventura's pretty heavy, right? Some Powerful. spots. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. good. I mean, it's kind of... Yeah, it's like a Cal- so, you know, good who, California beach break. Who was your first sponsor? Uh, ProLite. ProLite? ProLite, yeah. Hendo. Yeah, Hendo. Hendo and Micah? Hendo and Micah, yeah. yeah. Hendo believed in a little grom who could barely surf, and yeah, here we are today. Yeah. <laughs> and how, how did that relationship start? Like, he saw you at one of the comps? Um, Reached out? I think it was through um, another uh, Mike McCabe up in Ventura. He, he's... Um, he showed him my dad. Ma- Sorry, I'm spacing. My dad made a little edit and burned it on a CD. Okay. And then he saw it and then he told Hendo and then it got back to Hendo, and then yeah, the rest is history. Nice. And he they they were your first sponsor. Yeah. They nice. Were. We we always you know, I never got sponsors like you guys did, but like how huge of a uh, accomplishment is that when you're a grom? It was yeah yeah it was huge. I would, I was shocked. I when I started surfing and was young, I barely even knew what pro surfing was. I yeah. didn't know pro surfers. I didn't know sponsors, how any of it worked, or even if it was a possibility. Yeah. So then, as I surfed more, I kind of learned a little bit more about it. And then, I think the first step of like learning was like seeing the used boards with stickers on them, and it was always like, oh, I want stickers on my board. That's yeah. so cool. And then, yeah, that happened, and just kind of it blew my mind. I was just this young kid, and I felt like people. Were believing in me and I was like oh my god this is crazy did you get a box sent or did you come down to the warehouse uh the warehouse is in Ventura so oh, yeah. it is yeah I Sick. just I got to go over there and met you guys I have a picture somewhere of me standing there I think there's a uh, poster of Josh Kerr and I remember I had a board bag and I think a deck pad and a leash and I was standing there just the biggest grin on my face <laughs> with Josh Kerr no it was a poster of him oh okay in the warehouse yeah but that's, that's, uh, I mean that's like What's well, like your birthday? Too. You know, it's like Christmas. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like you're getting like Yeah, and then the next day you go to school and you're like, What's up? <laughs> oh what what I do yesterday? Oh I, nothing. Oh yeah, I went to Pro Light, picked up some stuff. No no big deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely how I felt. Yeah. Well that and the parents are like killer. I you know don't, don't have, have to, to buy keep, that anymore. Yeah, keep shelling out money. But that's a weird not weird, but different first sponsor. Right, because like mostly with with other people we talk to, it's like boards or shop or clothing or wetsuit. Yeah. But yeah. hey, whatever, whatever think, comes around, right? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, because yours is Robert August. Yeah, yeah. Robert August mm-hmm. surfboards. Yeah. yeah, and then the owner of Victory was like part owner in the surf shop, so you know, like got instantly got on Victory wetsuits, and then. Yeah, I was kind of, you know, like, usually it's a surfboard, you know, kind yeah. of 
shape that you know you kind of whether you're paying for board still, but you're getting a kit, you know, you're getting a Grom deal, yeah, yeah. which is still incredible. So, amateur surfing started being a big part of your weekends. Yeah, and I, the funny thing is, when I was younger, I never looked at it like, uh, oh, I gotta get Do. through these to get to the next level. It was always just like, just that was what was going on. It was just that step was in front of me, and it was like, oh, I get to do these surf contests. Like, this is super fun. And then it went from uh, just doing like the NSSA Gold Coast around town. I feel like there'd be like one every month or every couple months or something. So it wasn't very often. And then kind of after that translated into the open, so the NSSA is down south. And then from there, just snowballed. Yeah. And was your dad like psyched? Like, was he like fully supportive of you? surfing the contest and yeah yeah both my parents have been super supportive through yeah. the whole journey but yeah i think it was very new to my dad because my dad wasn't super familiar with professional surfing either so yeah. he kind of was just like oh it's a fun fun contest like just something we did every weekend just yeah these contests and yeah he was he wasn't like hey son if you do this and you get in the top five and you're, you know he didn't know the the amateur like steps yeah exactly it was like which is good too you yeah. know because it, it you want to give ways. support but don't be like overwhelming about it right yeah yeah it's, like we both kind of learned how it worked at the same time with yeah. each other so it was kind of we were always kind of in the same spot with knowledge of what was going on and how it worked and um he always did a really great job of kind of teaching me like how to work hard and like what to like strive for in mm -hmm. a way but he was never like super gnarly super hard on me yeah. which i think has helped my surfing and or helped my career get to where it is because i kind of it inspired me to kind of reach for it on my own yeah. rather than like, oh, you have to go out, go do six snaps to the beach kind of deal. Yeah. Did you um, get any coaching besides your dad? Yeah. So okay. I've been coaching with Mike Lamb for... Mike yeah, Lamb! Wow. For probably close to like coming on 10 years. So. Fuck. We love Mike Lamb. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's like an uncle to me pretty much. Like I'm learned a lot from him i and bet yeah yeah i owe everything like where i'm at in my career to him basically so yeah between him and my dad but shout out to so. mike lamb yeah definitely a good guy to have in your corner and, and you know knowing the system but knowing technique and knowing competitive like um angles versus you know yeah because there's a lot of aspects to improve surfing and then there's aspects to how to improve in heat so, which is a you did, know, did he come along pretty early in your amateur yeah, yeah. i think Right. Is he from Ventura too? Uh, I think he's from Malibu, but he okay. lives in the Oxnard area. Okay. And he's yeah, so he's been up there for a long time. And um, I think when I was around ten, maybe a little bit younger, um, yeah, we started coaching together, and it just kind of snowballed from there. That's epic. Yeah. So, um, how were you doing in those first contests? Like, were you making the podium or? When I was. Um, yeah, I remember the first NSSA I ever did, the Gold Coast. I think I won my division. And then from there, it just went downhill from there. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I remember, like, I think when I was younger, over, like, a couple-year span, I think I only ever won, like, I think three three events. And, yeah, it was... And is it dominated by who? Like, who was your was, com competition? I, re I remember the finals. It was always 
um, James Rakowski and then Taro Watanabe, mm. and then me. And I mean, there was other kids as well, but those are the but those were the most consistent. The guys were, that are at the top every time. Yeah, it was like James and Taro would trade off at the events, and then like I'd sneak one here and then lose for like five events in a row, and then maybe get one more. So I didn't didn't have the best career when I was super young, but I just kind of always put my head down and just kept working hard. And then yeah. as I got older, I think the last couple of years I did the Gold Coast, I started doing better and better. And yeah, then uh, um, moved up into the Opens. Yeah. Or for us, it'd be like moving up because we go from there down, like facing the kids down south now. Which yeah. Is pretty gnarly. So. Yeah. The Open divisions are, like that's the, everything else that's, is next step. Everything else was just eight, practice. And then the Open was like, that was the real like, yeah because there's explorer and then open right yeah and then there's but the gold coast ones that you're talking about yeah the, the gold coast are the explorers <clears throat> so it's just like the north or, or northern explorers or i'm sorry not northern there's like the northwest and then there's the gold coast which is like kind of central where we've kind of fallen under and then there's the southwest explorers and then yeah then it, there's like the i think there's northwest open and southwest open and when i was younger the southwest opens were like kind of the prestigious where you go from like six man heats to four man heats and that was kind of the step up and yeah I remember those ones were difficult I remember when I moved up to there I started got humbled for a while just could not make a heat and yeah I learned a lot through those yeah. ones yeah it's such a good uh like farming though you know like where you really learn like yeah. the well, NSA the Janice and Galen do uh, an amazing job. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, for for all these years, like they've they've definitely helped foster. Yeah, I yeah, I, I like definitely owe part of my competitive career to those ladies. The yeah, they put on great events, and that's where I learned so much about competing at all yeah. the NSSAs. But it's good to go through like some scrappy six man quick heats, yeah. even though it sucks for the judges. You know, like those are just. It's tough, you know, and then you get into the like longer format for man and it's like you feel like you're in the big leagues. It's like just a different feeling and yeah. vibe and you're going up against the best of the best. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like the every heat stacked. Too. Yeah. Which is cool because, you know, like, you know, you're, you're practicing, you know, when you're a kid, you just want to practice. You just want to, you know, you're free surfing, you're running scrimmage heats. Okay, let's run a 20 minute. Like yeah. you're that's your whole mindset at that time. And I think it just helps elevate like the excitement and, and you know your peers to just you know yeah. one up each other. So what was your first like surf trip? Uh, I went to Nicaragua with the Quicksilver crew uh, with Wellesie. Nice. They brought us all down there, and yeah, that was my first ever surf trip. Now were you riding for Quicksilver? Yeah. Okay. How, how old? Fourteen. Uh, I think thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. I was thirteen. Yeah. And how did you get on Quick? Um, I want to say through Hendo. Okay. I'm pretty sure because Hendo knows, knows Wellesie. Yeah. That was a big thing for me as well as Hendo kind of would reach out and help me get kind of some sponsors Sponsorships. when I was younger. So yeah. he, he played a big role in that. So Nice. Yeah. How great was that trip to uh, Nicaragua? Oh, it was amazing. It was, yeah. I remember. Was that your first like out of the country trip? Yeah. How cool. It was. I, I think, that, yeah, that was my first surf trip ever. The first time like surfing in board shorts. It's just Oh. Yeah, I remember packing a bag, going down there, and there was a few older kids on the trip with us, and then a few of us groms, and 
Yeah, I remember the waves were sick. We were down at the Colorado Swift. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I remember paddling out in trunks for the first time. Like, just couldn't believe it. I was like, what is this kind of surfing? Like, what, what house did you guys stay at? Um, I don't remember. It was in front of that one, I think, Ponga Drops. So you stayed at Mark and Dave's. Yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> well, there's there's houses you can rent, and then there's Mark and Dave's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the camp. Yeah, we, yeah. Our buddy... Our good friend is Dave Bonaventura, and he is Dave. The Dave of, of, of oh, yeah. They sold it a, a, a couple of years ago, but yeah, that place is epic. Yeah, that way Pongas is fun, but it has to be like good. Yeah, yeah but Colorado is holy shit, right? Yeah, like barrels. We we took uh, an account. We were working for this uh, bag company, and we did like a quite quick strike, kind of. Yeah. yeah. We talked the company into paying for a surf trip with with our biggest account. Yeah. And Jay and I and this guy Jenner and this guy uh, Fudo, we went for four days, four or five days Um, in October. So like out of season, but scored. Yeah. Like scored. It was like, honestly, it was Jay, myself and Jenner surfing that right. That's it. Dude. And that wave is bananas good, right? Yeah. So, so Nicaragua, Quicksilver team. How psyched was your parents? Like, here you are, you get pro light, right? And then, boom, you get put on Quicksilver. Yeah. Like, your dad's got to be beaming with pride. Yeah. And then you're going on a surf trip with the Quicksilver team. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure he was. I remember it was pretty, pretty – I feel like I was pretty young at- – so, I don't yeah, 13's pretty young. Super clearly, but I do remember my parents being super. Did super your happy. dad come as a chaperone or just said, here's your passport? You're on, you know, Wellesie's got you? Yeah, he just kind of sat me down there. So, that's yeah. epic. Yeah. How long as a dad, I would have been like, I think you need another chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> I better come and make sure these kids stay in line. What time of year and when was, when was that? I don't remember. I don't remember what time of year it was, but. Yeah, I remember it was pretty good. Yeah. The time of year you wear trunks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is all year. Yeah, I know. I'm just yeah. kidding. Well, that's rad. What a great experience. And who, who, what other groms were on that trip? Um, I think it was me, Taj Lindblad, Cade Matson, Keanu Igarashi, and Griffin Foy. Wow. Stacked. It's um, an all-star cast right there. Yeah, I remember Gabe Morville, Mickey Clark. Um, Mitchard. Yeah, Mitchard. Um Ryder Gust. I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah. That's killer. But yeah, I remember like there were other kids were there and then it was like the Grom team. I just remember like. Did, did you have, for, did you like knew what the forecast was and bring a quiver of boards and. No. No, I, just I, I two boards, know. one board. I think I brought like. He's 13 years old, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got to map out. Hey, <laughs> you're going to Nicaragua on the Quicksilver trip. You better freaking come stacked. <laughs> I remember I brought a few boards, but I don't remember. I think I was just. Couple short boards and then I think a couple step ups. Damn neighbors of yours, Lennon. Kanoa dog. <laughs> I freaking choke that thing. Kanoa, our kidding. neighbor's dog is named after Kanoa Igarashi. No way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's classic. Because she was a, a school teacher mm-hmm. here at Kettler, and that's where Kanoa and I think Kiana went, or just Kanoa. I don't know. Yeah. So funny. Um, so Quicksilver, you, you know, you go on a trip and, and then, um, how, how, like, how did you guys score or what? Like, tell us. 
Yeah. I 13, remember, you got to be thinking. Yeah, I feel like I still didn't really know how to surf at the time. So I feel <laughs> like there's probably better waves than we got. But I remember like getting, surfing Colorado only a couple times. Um, I remember we surfed Honga Drops a lot. Just the forehand just was, as a super grom, just laying into some rides felt insane. And yeah. I remember we ventured out and surfed another wave or two once or twice, but I think most of the time we just stayed at Ponga Drops. And I remember one day it got kind of big. It was probably like, maybe like six or eight foot face. And I remember I was 13 and got hooted to go and just got just ripped over the bottom <laughs> on it. Just came up this, oh, just psyching. Yeah. Have you surfed Ponga Drops good? Eh? Yeah. I've I've surfed it really really fun yeah. like kind of big but not 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 huge but big yeah and it's so trippy because it's so far out there yeah. right it's like I mean I've never surfed sunset big but if everyone says it's kind of like sunset way out the yeah back big there. roller yeah yeah kind kind of something the could whole stack shit up. like it's a good wave it's yeah. a fun it's a weird wave. Kind yeah, of. I kind of remember being like, there's like an inside wedge, and then there's like the outside, yeah, kind of peak to take off on. Yeah, but I was just packing closeouts down it off the wall, which is like the rights, you know, it's like yeah. At Colorado's. The, yeah, it's like not too many makeables, but mm. it doesn't matter because you're just pumping in the barrel. Which but there's is, certain times and good. certain days where Colorado's yeah. like that yeah. picture. I'll show you a picture of him that somebody took from the beach. Remember that film photo? Yeah, it, it looks like. Back door, practically. Like, it was... And there was three of us surfing it that day. Yeah. It was weird. But, um... Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Quicksilver, Prolite, and you're riding for Roberts, too? Roberts, yeah. Yeah, nice. Doing the NSAs. Any, um... Any other, uh... Like, trips? Was there, um... Any events outside the state? Like, you know? No, it was just... Always California. California. I yeah, that's why I feel like when I was younger, I never really traveled all that much because it was just competing in California. And then there was that one Quicksilver trip. And then I, I think the year after we went to Australia with Quicksilver. And I feel like after that, my dad took me to Hawaii for the first time. Nice. And I remember starting to go out over there, and that was pretty pretty special. Was, was Australia like a family trip? Just a no. It was another Quicksilver trip. Oh, Quicksilver. Yeah, they took us. Um, it was during the snapper event, and we went with Wellesley again, and it was me, Taj Lindblad, Kate, Jackson Butler, and then Keanu again. Nice. And I remember it was just like, we went over there, and it was just... Dude, how lucky is this kid? <laughs> Dude. I wish... I like in Nicaragua, yeah. then Australia? Yes. They had yeah, the budget, that. and Wellesley was like, we're going, we're going to watch the pros and spot, you know, psych you guys up. Yeah. Snapper. Superbank. Yeah. I remember that trip was... Insane. You got good waves? Yeah. I remember getting some sick ones that trip. I think we were there for a while, like yeah. a couple weeks. And we didn't really talk about it, but how s- crazy and cool w- was it when you first got on Quicksilver? Yeah, that one, that was crazy as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, as a kid, you know, the, the biggest brands, is, you know, Billabong, Quicksilver, Volcom, Ruka. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know. That's yeah, like you're going from pro light, which is you know in your backyard warehouse. You know the guys are probably just shaking hands, and yeah, you're on the team, and you know here's stickers yeah, and product. Quicksilver is like you're coming Worldwide. in, you're signing a contract, and you know this is what you're gonna get. This yeah. is what's gonna happen, and like 
Kinda. I, I never had a contract with Quicksilver. Yeah. It was always just kind of ground deal with them as well. Okay. Um, but it was still, I was like, Quicksilver was one of the biggest companies at the time. I think Dane still rode for him when I got on there. Yeah. And then it was like right before they all left. So I remember just being like having the same stickers as Dane and see him around town. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then, yeah, I remember when I got on them, I think, I think Mickey had a part in getting me on the team. So that was... Richard? Yeah, that was nice. pretty special. And then I think it's kind of hard for me to remember because I think I was kind of in the dark for a lot of this, kind of like my dad had to do with organizing and yeah. stuff. And I remember being surprised when dad drove us down to the headquarters down here and we met Chad for the first time. And we were, he like let me just walk through, pick out the clothes, got wetsuits. I remember I was just had all this gear and was yeah. just Wait, at, the world. At what, 13, 14? I think, yeah, I think like... 13 yeah what what was your wetsuit brand up you know in your childhood like growing up anything that you get you O'Neal? know rip curls o'neills or except like you know if you're not sponsored like what's yeah. the go-to suit in your area because everybody different regions have like that kind of like yeah brand that kind of dominates the water yeah it used to be more back then but now it's like, everything yeah I yeah you see all like what what, what what were you wearing when i was young i would wear rip curls because they were the super vibrant color ones that always have like the neon the neon suits <laughs> in ventura yeah you're grom doesn't matter yeah no i was like a little like long-haired grom with these like neon yellow and blue wetsuits just rolling around just not a care in the world yeah yeah but, but quicksilver they it's like head to toe everything yeah. Yeah. And then just. Lar rode for Quicksilver too. When yeah. He was, I had a contract. <laughs> <laughs> when you were his age, though? Yeah. Yeah. They're like four, 13, 14. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, it was like, I don't know what it said. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't, you know, there's a couple pages verbiage. I mean, it wasn't like, it was, you know, more about, you know, being upstanding and being a, a brand ambassador and, yeah, you know, cool. and all of that. And then it was like, you know, we're going to pay for all your contests and, and give you like you know incentives and stuff and it was it was legit like you yeah. know like whoa what is this like yeah you're gonna pay for what okay cool like <laughs> which is a huge i mean contests were i mean they're really expensive now but they were expensive yeah. for 20 bucks at least right no each dude. one and nssas were probably like you had to pay 65 too, right? 70 70 and then like the local ones like wsa were probably like 40 mm. so 60 70 bucks something like that yeah. every twice a month like, yeah you know it was expensive, but it was, you know, that was part of the deal. Like, you know, I, I don't know. It sounds like things are different now with sponsorships. And that's why we like to have people like this on because it's interesting. <laughs> you know, we had photo incentive, which now there's no magazines. And there was I was just going to ask you, do you, were magazines even around? Were they gone already? They were, I think they were on for a few years. When you were just getting into it and. Yeah, a little bit of it. It's hard because a little bit of my memory is a little blurry because I remember it was just psyching groms kind of blends together. But I remember it was like kind of the end of the magazine era. And um, yeah, because I remember just going to surf shops and getting magazines and stuff yeah. when I was super young. And then, yeah, as I kind of started like maturing and realizing and thinking about the surf world more and more, that kind of just was like the end of them. Yeah. So did you ever get a shot in the mag? Um, I think I had one shot in, I think it's called Deep Magazine. Deep? I think it was more of like a local, local one. Yeah. I had one shot in that and that was the 
That was the only shot I ever had in the bag. The, the, yeah. coup, the coupon mag with like some editorial and stuff. <laughs> like, uh, they have those. Like, you know, it's like each town has like what's going on in the city. Like, yeah. here's events. It's, you know. Yeah. Like O Cider and. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Deep. I haven't ever heard of it. So. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad because, uh, you know, magazines are. To, for us, because we lived it, yeah. they're. They're important. They're they were awesome. Like we we could wait each month for surfer or surfing, or even you know any of the other ones, and you're just like, damn, those are gone. Yeah. And for professional surfing, you know that was like a big revenue stream for professional surfers because they would get paid for photo incentive. You know, if you get a cover of the mag, you get paid that much more. Yeah, it made like. It like- really competitive like you know you're talking about like surfing competitive and getting that result like yeah. you knew there was only 12 covers in this mag and 12 covers and that many you know so you're pretty you know you're, you're hustling to try yeah. to get like photos there's a whole another aspect that's like a big milestone for people too yeah. you know to get a photo on the mag and uh yeah it's a bummer we just we just interviewed this uh industry veteran his name's jim Kempton and he he was the publisher at Surfer Magazine but yeah we were asking him it's like wow you know like how did you ever think in your lifetime that uh, that magazines would print would be pretty much gone yeah he's like yeah it's crazy like it's a trip hopefully you know things tend to come back around maybe someday that'll come back around but we we, you know when we were young we would video and you know you know either it's a mom or you know the friends are taking turns or dad you know and equipment sucked back then and you know just to study yourselves and put you know some some clips together but like have you was that part of your training or yeah my dad filmed me since i was super young he still films me that's kind of become his little hobby so i remember like as my surfing evolves his filming evolves so he kind of was like when i was super young he just had like a little sony handy cam and then that he like upgraded to a bigger one and then a bigger one and now yeah. he's got a pretty sick little one so it gets good clips a lot of the instagram stuff i post is clips that he's gotten yeah so i think he enjoys going down and filming so i'm psyched it gets my dad back down to the beach yeah out and yeah but that you know that's you know going back to how to market you know like you used to have to do the magazine thing and the contest now it's like you know if you rip and you got somebody that's willing to sit on the beach and get the get, yeah. get the clips you know you could put out killer content you know as much as you want to or you know might want to save and try to get it to some of the the guys putting in movies you know kind of like sponsorships you know some people would just send footage to some of the guys making films you know that yeah hey like that's another thing that's kind of gone too, like surf movies surf movies that there's like there's definitely still some good content out there but like a proper like surf movie well, those guys were able to make money. You know, there's a yeah. Josh Palmer. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I, you know, would video with him. Is he and from he Ventura? Would, uh, Santa Barbara. He was an SB. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he's down in Ventura all the yeah. time. Yeah. But he would, you know, in the summer, he'd be at Lowers every day because that's where all, you know, he'd be in Hawaii. He would be, in you know, up in his hometown in the winter. But he would put out pretty successful, like, movies yeah. every year. And then there would be, obviously, Taylor Steele. Then there would be, like... There was this a group. Is it you know, Josh Palmer the the kill? Right? Yeah, yeah. But there would 
you know, there'd be, you know, Santa Cruz, TR, you know, there'd be a group, but they would all overlap at certain locations and stuff, but they were all able to make a living. And if you're a surfer, it's like, well, I want to get some clips in, you know, the Santa Cruz, you know, when you're traveling and I want to get clips in this guy's videos because you looked at them as like different magazines almost like, hey, these guys are going to put out a movie every year. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the thought process where you, you want to put, you know, it's just hustle you know so um who dane obviously is in your zone yeah who is uh who the surfers you were like trying to aspire to um i know potter is one of them but i watched a lot of current when i was young nice that was kind of just the big one Uh, current mick fanning uh potter all regular footers yeah yes um, he said Aki though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> dudes, I, I used to watch him in the mirror trying to see how it looked like regular foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like super psyched on those guys, and then as I got older, I kind of started watching some of the newer guys like Dane and done some of the momentum movies and stuff like that. And that's kind of where I took a lot of the inspiration from. Yeah. Dane, Bobby, fuck. Nick Rosa. Was yeah, Nick Rosa. Oh, movie. he's from that area too yeah, yeah. I remember Coffin, that name. How, uh, Adam Pierce too right yeah. and Purple Haze yeah. yeah yeah there's definitely a deep talent pool a lot of people to look up to yeah. up there so the Malloy brothers like I said and you know like the Kearns there's so many good surfers so up there so many surfers so do you did you go to Rincon a lot yeah or, yeah yeah <laughs> it's easy uh, for you yeah. guys yeah yeah a pretty good amount um I feel like I don't go as much or go up as much as I used to. Um, I kind of have fun some of the beach breaks, especially when they're bigger now as I've gotten older. But yeah, I still get up there when it's good and stuff. Yeah. It's hard to not go to a perfect right point. Cause that, like, it's so good. This past winter is probably one of the best winters up there in a while. No. Yeah. Sorta. Yeah, I feel like every year it turns on and it has its days. It's just yeah. a matter of if you kind of pick the right day when it's not super, super crowded. Yeah. It's kind of when it's the most fun. Yeah, those oddball days where it's either the swell came in early or the winds calmed down, you know, like picking off those. Yeah. There's not the hype. Oh, it's going to be glowing, you know, surf line. It's going to be glowing orange and red the whole, you know, then yeah. you're like, oh, fuck, everybody's going to be here. Do you do uh, sand spit too or no? No. Yeah. I've, I've surfed it once. It's just... I feel like it doesn't break very often and it's kind of it's a trek it's, yeah i mean it's not that far but it's another 20 30 minutes past rincon and then it's like usually when that's good unless it's everywhere washed out rincon has waves so it's like yeah it's hard to pass that on the freeway it's almost like, like a novelty wave right yeah but- it fully is i remember like when I surfed when I was younger, being like super almondy and weird and not being able to get waves, and I was like, you know what? I'm not coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of similarities to your that Ventura Coast as Huntington as far as beach break, you know, like with the harbor, yeah. you know, and then you know you're kind of between two harbors, yeah, and it's like I don't know how many miles. It's quite a few. You got the river mouth, and then you have the Strand. You have Wainimi, you know, you got the bays, you go yeah. to the bays. Uh, no. No. I've surfed it before, but it's hard to get on. Hard to, get on. Hard to find someone. Who yeah. There's, I mean, there's, and a lot of those are pretty tricky, you know, like yeah, Emma Woods, I bet a go to, but it's like, you got to have it on the right tide or it's kind of yeah. funky. Yeah. 
right? Medium, yeah. medium to high, yeah. not too high. <laughs> I feel like that's one thing I've learned about living in Ventura is like, it gets good and like it goes for sure. But I feel like a lot of time or more often than not, it's can be pretty subpar. So it's kind of, kind of when it's like that, I find myself just surfing kind of just some of the standard beach breaks, just easy yeah. to go out and train and practice and get some work done. And then when it's good, it's just like a little treat here and there. So yeah. I think it's everywhere. Everywhere has its moments and flares, but beach breaks specifically have to have like the combo swells to make them like the you know the dreamy days. You yeah. know there are some big swells that kind of rope and you could get lucky and just a lot of work and a lot of paddling, which is still fun. You know pulling in some you know big beach breaks and getting a couple good ones yeah. makes it that much re- more rewarding. But it's yeah. it's those combo swells where. You know, if those are going, everywhere is going, and it's not going to be as crowded because there's peak, 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 you know? Do you go to Emmawood? Yeah, yeah, a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been Because that's a little skateboard park. Yeah. And it's no. close power out. It's like us going to Newport. It doesn't break that far out. It's yeah. like right yeah. there. It's condensed. It's Yeah. That's my go-to when I'm, you know, going up there. Yeah, that place, it's like a weird little wave, you know? Like, yeah, almost like Newport jetties almost. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's one of those waves that's not good, but occasionally will get yeah. good. But it like, it's, Punchy. A, it's a fun, consistent wave. One, two turns. Yeah. You know, that's, if you have that in your mind and not trying to, you know, milk, you know, yeah. combo. Well, it's funny, like, you know, when you watch YouTube and Dane pops up and you're, you know, all the places that he videos are pretty much in that area. You're like, damn, there's good waves up there. No, he just makes it look good. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Like when he's surfing the less off Ventura Pier and it's like 40 mile an hour, like <laughs> side shore winds. You're like, that is, I would never even just paddle out on a day like that. But perfect for those guys is theirs. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like that. that's like right storm surf. Are you riding for a surf shop right now or no? No. Yeah. Because that's a pretty, pretty big thing. Like when we were growing up and down here. And yeah. Like, I mean, sponsorship from anybody and everything is, is cool, yeah. you know, but yeah. surf shops was a big kind of, you know, battle down here. Yeah. You know, there's just so many. Yeah. But, so, um, says you, you made it through the ranks. You, you made, you made it. How long did you still surf? How long did you surf uh, NSSAs till? Uh, until I was 18. Okay. I kind of, that was another thing my dad wanted me to do is I... Uh, I feel like a lot of people tend to leave early. They think they can just tackle the world. And my dad just kind of wanted, he's like, you know what, just wait, wait your time. Just utilize the last couple of years to just practice and surf more heats and just get more comfortable. So that's what I did. I just stayed in them as long as I could and just, yeah. just tried to get as much practice as I could before getting pushed out into the, kind of just pushed out into the world. For yeah. The QSs and stuff. Which yeah. there's not a lot here. You know, and it's pretty expensive to travel. And now with the, you know, I don't know, the new Challenger. Yeah, like explain to like the listeners, you can't just go surf all the events, QS events. You have to qualify. Qualify in your region. Yeah, so they sectioned it up regionally. So, um, which I think is good because builds your confidence, get some extra money before you start, you know. I think it's making it a little bit more affordable for people to do affordable. because they don't have to fly to Europe Brazil or yeah. Ubatuba. Yeah, so it's making it a little a little bit more accessible. Um, it has, it's definitely made it 
more talent based. I feel like, which yeah. is kind of a good thing. Yeah. Because you don't have. You can't just fly to all over the world. Whoever has the money to get points, but you still got to perform. But yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's. I think it's a cool thing for sure. It's. Um, they've been doing better and better each year. COVID really threw a wrench in everything, and it was really difficult. And I think out of COVID, it was like they were trying to kind of get their bearings and figure out everything and get approved and get contests on the schedule. And the first year was, I feel like there was like maybe only a couple events. It was pretty lackluster. And then last season, they had a good amount of events on the schedule. And then this year, they have a solid amount. So it's like, I think there was a couple month break early in the season. And then there was this Pismo comp last week. And then in, I think, two and a half weeks is Morro Bay, and then after that goes to Cocoa Beach, and then Dominican Republic, and then Barbados. They're all back-to-back. And then straight from there is the Huntington, and then I think the Challenger Series starts a couple weeks after that. So Is that going to be the same for this year, too? Like, uh, or the, no, that is this season. Oh, this season. Okay. So there's yeah. like yeah, eight events-ish around? Nine? Yeah. Eight or nine? I think so, yeah. And then that includes a Caribbean, too. Yeah. So, Sick. So yeah, the yeah, North yeah. yeah the and good places to travel. Well, I I don't know where it's at in the Dominican Republic, but if it's at Sioux Bowls, you kidding me? Where at Barbados? Yeah. So the the Barbados, it's a it's a Sioux Bowl, <laughs> and then I think the Dominican. You've been there before? Yeah. So Score? Never scored it, but I yeah. found it pretty fun. Yeah, I think there was footage of uh, Dor uh, yeah, Dorian. Jackson and, and Slater surfing it a couple yeah. months ago. Yeah. Slater will drop anywhere he's in the world to go to Barbados. To fly there for that. Yeah. Tour. That's how good it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, he knows, and you know, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Taylor Steele was on our podcast, and uh, he said the best surfing he's ever seen and videoed was Kelly at Soup Bowls. Yeah, whatever movie that was, it was all one campaign, I think. Yeah. One his whole part was Supals, except yeah. maybe like a wave or two at Hawaii. He said like, he surfed eight hours or like five hours straight, came in, drank some water, and then surfed for another three hours straight, yeah. like eight hours of surfing in one day. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching that part. I think it was maybe after the last event, and I was just like, oh my god, because I we got we've gotten it pretty good for the contest, but never like yeah. pumping. Like yeah. it's always just been like rippable, and then after seeing it like what it can do I was just like oh my gosh like yeah. if we got that for an event that would be like so crazy going back before so when, when did you turn pro did you turn pro like um I don't know I never really like got to a point where I just kind of like in my brain I was like oh I'm a professional surfer now I kind of just I don't know I was really big on just putting my head down and just pushing forward and working hard so yeah. that's kind of always just been my main focus in surfing but I think the first pro contest I won was the pro division of the Rincon Classic. Uh, Sick. I think it was last Who was in the I'm final? I'm sure it was last year. Um, I think it was me, James Rakowski, Corey Arambidi, and I think it, Killian Garland. Nice. I'm pretty sure. So that was like the first pro. How are the waves for it? Small. Oh. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. I mean, small Rincon's still insane. Yeah. Four days out, it's five or six days, or four, were they, four men? Four, That's, yeah. yeah. No complaints. Was it's kind of a prestigious event too. I mean, Recon Classic. Like, yeah, it's an invite only, right? Kind of, or you have to. It? Uh, it's kind of just like if you live in the area. Yeah, you yeah. Can do it. Yeah. 
and but uh, like Connor of, and and yeah. Curran, like everyone that lives around the area surfs in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not every year, but yeah, they're definitely those guys have done. And what, it. Yeah. And what it, what's what what's the price purse? You know, um, a little bit of money. I think it was fifteen hundred bucks. Fuck, sick. Yeah, so that was like I was pretty stoked. That's but, huge. Yeah. So a little like so three, technically, did you turn pro last year or like? Um, I mean that was my first professional like contest win, but I, I don't really think about it like that. I yeah. kind of, I don't know. I just kind of like think about it like this last weekend in Pismo was my first like, WSL <laughs> event win, so I'd maybe consider it that. Yeah. But. But yeah. you stopped surfing amateur contests. Yeah. 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 A couple years ago. Uh yeah yeah I think I did nationals one year like right at the end of COVID because it like I did the season and then COVID hit so then that was like the nationals for that and I think I was eighteen at that event so I was like technically too old but it was still the from the season prior yeah, yeah. so that was my last amateur event and then yeah after that for the last two years I've just been doing yeah. the QSs it's funny when we ask people when they turn pro it always is weird because pro surfing is different from other sports that are professional sports because it's like you take the money and you're pro yeah you know basically in in pro surfing yeah you just say you're a pro surfer and you are if you're like getting paid by somebody yeah Yeah. our our money went into like a fund like a savings like trust yeah like a fund yeah that the asp which was you know before before dinosaurs yeah before the <laughs> world surf league but the money would would be there and then you would just submit like plane ticket or a contest you know like here's my yeah. receipt and then they cut you a check yeah. you know and it was like that for for a little while um and then after a while it is like i think towards like right when i was turning pro they just kind of like so eliminated your, it. your last nssa's were you competing well like making the finals and stuff or yeah i remember the I had a couple really good seasons the last, I think, two years I did NSSAs. I did, I think I won the men's, the open men's conference title three years in a row. Damn! Two years in a row. So I had a couple really good seasons in that before leaving. And who, like, you're talking Kate Matson, uh, Taj Lindblad. Uh, yeah, all those guys were doing it. And then I think the last year I did it, they kind of, like, slowly, like, the last few years kind of started filtering out of it and then yeah i think the last year it was kind of like me and james rakowski and then a couple other kids doing it yeah but yeah i, I remember the opens were always like felt like the prestigious events when i was younger yeah was for like, sure oh, when did you turn the corner because you said you didn't have that great amateur um it was like startup i think it was around the time i was like 16 ish 16 so yeah. like 15 16 is when i kind of started like started clicking and then it went from like just losing all the time to kind of being able to like learn how to surf a heat and switch gears because I feel like it definitely takes some time I mean there's I think there's guys that are just super gifted and can just put it together in heats and then myself like I was never one of those so I it took me a long time to learn how to surf a heat yeah Yeah. and you know you're you said you're getting trained and coached by Mike Lamb right um kind of coaching like is it technique or is it like how to win in strategy 20 minutes, or, or is it hey we're gonna train you know do cardio and we're gonna do weights and you know like uh just all surfing related training okay but it was like he kind of does it all he does like like technique training 
heat strategy training. Are you doing yoga or Pilates? Are you doing like weight training? Are you doing? Um, I'm doing some of it now. Yeah. Like as I've gotten older, I've been doing it. When I was younger, I never did any of it. Yeah, why yeah. should you? You're just a little rubber band and you yeah. know, I could just like <laughs> surf yeah. eight hours straight and wake up the next day and do it yeah. again and wake up the next day and do it again. Now I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the last like year or two, I kind of been getting more into like working out and stretching and learning and just trying to, trying to like get my body as best as I can and just so I can have longevity. Yeah. Just, I mean. Regardless of whatever happens, I want to be able to surf when I'm older still. Yeah. Too, so. so just talking a little bit about your family, you have a little brother? I do. I have a younger sister and, and a, a and, a, and a sister? And yeah. you're the oldest of the three? Yeah. And what are their ages? Uh, my sister is 17, and then my little brother is about to turn 10 in a couple of days. Nice. nice. So. And they surf? Are they following your footsteps? or? They surf. Um, they both, they kind of, they rip for sure. Yeah. My sister, um, she used to compete a bit. She's... She's a little ripper for sure. She kind of, in high school, kind of moved. She's doing water polo and stuff now. So she's, oh, shit. she's pretty gnarly in that, which is yeah. rad to see her doing her own thing and having fun. And that, um, Jay's daughters plays at LMU for yeah. water oh, polo. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Rad. She's a stud. <laughs> she's gnarly. Yeah. yeah. And then my little brother, he just like, he just got the surf bug like sick. in the last like year. Like he, he was into it. He wanted to surf, but this, now he's like, it's his thing. He's yeah. like, I want to surf. Like, and that ten is kind of. We talked to you know a lot of you know older dudes and younger. It seems like that ten mark is kind of where it really starts happening. You know, as yeah. far as you know, like kids where it's not just dad pushing you in or yeah. you're you know you're psyched like you know ten. Your friends are doing it. Yeah, you're kind of just little, as much as you are. Yeah, yeah. I, you know. So your brother's ten and he's getting psyched. Yeah, he's just. He loves it. He's psyched on it. He just, whenever he gets a chance, he wants to go. And if he ever is like, asked, like, oh, you want to go surf? It's always yes. Yeah. Like, I like, I haven't heard him say like, no, I don't want to surf like in a pretty long time. Which yeah. It's pretty rad. So, um, your first pro contest was the Green Kong Classic. Yeah. Okay. No, and that he won. Yeah. He won. Yeah. But yeah. that was your first pro one. Yeah, that was my first pro one. I've done like QSs and in like other pro events like when I was younger like still in NSSAs and stuff too just yeah. just to learn and just to do something a little different and then so yeah but that was my first win nice yeah we we you know the the contest scene now you know with the sport being as big as, as it is and how popular it is it's mm-hmm. just crazy there's not more events for for like the, that pro events yeah pro yeah. events you know yeah yeah, back in the day when he competed, there was PSAA's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a U.S. domestic tour. Yeah. yeah. You know, which... And they were killer. And, and they were all over the country. And they're televised on, like... ESPN, private well, ticket. Yeah, like, so they would just do highlights and then quarter semis finals. So you're like, I just want to make, you know, quarter semis finals so I'm on TV, you know? Yeah. like, And that was like... You know, there was no internet. There was nothing. That was like magazines. But and that helped you get on the world tour. Yeah, mm-hmm. easier without having to travel a oh, ton. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the points. There weren't a ton of high points, but you got a lot of experience. You can make a lot of money if you did well. Yeah. Before you went and did international events. Yeah. So obviously, you you turn pro, right? Uh, what does that mean? Like now, now what what's your game plan? What's your what contests are you? 
looking forward to? Um, just kind of when the region regional series. Is there like a ratings? Um, yeah, there's a ratings right now. I'm, this last event put me first in first for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be crazy if I could win the season. But um, my biggest goal this year is just to make the Challenger Series. Uh, I just so how many contests are you doing this year? Uh, the rest of this season at least. So how many is that? Eight? Four, four more. Four more, okay. Yeah, so four more in this season. And and the, then, this first one, was this the first one? The Pismo one? Um, no, there was... This was the fourth one. Okay. There's eight events this season. So Because there was Jacks earlier in the year, or before the summer. And then after The that, Jacks Pro. The Jacks okay. Pro. And then... How'd you do? Real bad. Okay. <laughs> and the waves were pretty good. Weren't they? I can't I think remember. It, I remember being a real windswelly for the first few days. I think it got better. Got better towards the end. Yeah, that one just, remember, it just didn't really go my way. Mm. Um, sure, I did something wrong in my heat, but <laughs> that's, yeah, it happens. Um, but yeah, so there was a little East Coast leg in like August, September. Uh, it was the 3000 in VB and then in Outer Banks comp. ECSA yeah. so, and Outer Banks. Yeah, I did both of those and then this was the, then it went to, into Pismo and then going into Morro Bay. So, Next one's Morro Bay. Yeah, so I'm just looking at hopefully finishing out the season strong and being able to get in that Challenger Series. It's crazy. Pismo and Morro Bay at all of California for like, I mean, Jack's, of course, it's in Huntington, but yeah. Yeah. no San Diego, no lowers, no steamers. Yeah, I think it's been hard for them to get um, permits and money permits yeah. and, and sponsors. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. The slow one, you know, for not being known as a a good wave spot, Pismo. Yeah. It always produces. I mean, it's contestable. It's contestable. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. watching the contest and the surfing that was being done, it was pretty. Yeah. It was it was worth watching. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so now we can talk about the the contest. So you you did jacks, didn't do well. And then East Coast did okay. Yeah, I think I did round of 16 in ECSC, and then I think I made the semis in Outer Banks. Nice. How, how are the waves for that one? Because it could be pretty good. Uh, Sloppy? Smallest waves I've ever surfed. Really? It's pretty gnarly. <laughs> gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> like, Virginia, you're expecting it to be like waste to need, yeah. maybe. Outer Banks, know? though. Is, Outer Banks could yeah, pick yeah. up a little bit of more wind chop and, you know, wind swell and have some punchy little... Yeah. So it was funny. It was actually, like, good for VB. Like, it was, like, waist high and kind of chippy. Like, yeah. Through the whole event. And then we drive down the Outer Banks and it's it was just... knee high, like, lapsing. Like, just, like, got super unlucky because I think there was, like, a big swell a couple weeks before and it put a huge hole next to Jeanette's pier mm, where they run the event. Damn. So we got kind of... Just an unlucky window, but I've done, I've competed there in the past and it's been pretty good. Yeah. So it was just one of those ones that just happened to not be good. But I mean, everyone's there, they're going to run it anyways. Are, yeah. Do you have a, like a specific, like waist high and under gravel board or are you still just on like a more traditional, like short board? Yeah. I have a gravel. I read a synthetic 84 from Timmy Patterson. That's like the small wave weapon. Poxy or PO? Just poly. I've poly. Never, I never really liked the poxies that much. Yeah. Cause yeah. you're powerful and heavy and like the surf. Yeah. Yeah. I've just always rode polys and I, I feel like I've experimented with epoxies a little bit in the last couple of years and they're fun. I think if you get an, a good epoxy, they're sick. It's just, I, for me, they feel too inconsistent. 
too stiff for me. Like I don't, I feel like you're the the when the waves are good and you have a polyboard, like there's natural flex that kind of smooths. It's smoother, yeah, and not as stiff. Yeah, I think it's yeah personal. Yeah, all personal. Yeah. You know, like some it works, some it doesn't. Yeah. But like, so your your gravel board, shorter, wider, meant for little sloppy waves. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's funny. It. I, I don't. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I had I, we taught. You know, I know some kids are like, no, I just ride my same short, regular yeah. board, and I'm like, wow, really? Like that's you know. But and you watch them surf, sh- and you can't. You, if they look good, but you're like, wow, I wonder if you know you knocked off three inches and went a half inch wider and a little, you know, like. But you're not supposed to do that in in like pro contests, though, right? Yeah. For yeah. sure. I think you just got whatever board's going to help you surf yeah. the best. Yeah. I mean, you're not you're not riding a wizard sleeve or some like <laughs> or or you know whatever those a other English fish. Yeah, you're riding a, a pretty much squished down like yeah. you know gravel you know board. Yeah, it's just like light and to the naked eye from a different or a distance would just look like a short board. Yeah, but if you get up close, you can see these little like things it has that makes it. So we kind of skipped over um, your first trip to Hawaii with your family. I, you, you mentioned your dad took you there after. Nicaragua and Australia. Um, was it winter time too? Yeah. And he hasn't been there before too, or he's gone and he's just like, you're you're now, I could take you there without worrying about you? He's been there a few times like when he was younger and stuff. My dad's not a very big traveler. I think he just really enjoys being home and loves home. So yeah. he's a bit of a homebody. And then I think, yeah, I finally just kind of, we were like, oh, family trip time. And he was like, all right. Did you, were you bugging him? Dad, like, we need to do Hawaii? Like, or... Yeah, I was for sure. And yeah. Finally convinced him, and we got to go. And I remember my whole family went, and yeah, I got to surf with wife for the first time, and that was I think the, I surfed Vlip was the first spot I ever surfed over there. How good is that wave? Wave was sick. So machine. Yeah, it's a wave pool. Was it crowded or was it always crowded? Everywhere's crowded. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there was definitely some heads on it. So you got to surf there and, and see all the breaks, like Sunset Pipe, you know, V-Land, obviously, uh, uh, Haleva. Yeah. Uh, I didn't surf Haleva until, like, a couple other times, like, li- a couple years later going there. I've seen um, a couple of clips of you out there. You posted. How good's that wave? Oh, my gosh. I love, I love Haleva. It's, like... It's one of the best waves on the North Shore. Yeah. I yeah. Think it's- I've only surfed it once. With you and, and Ryan Simmons that one day. And yeah. it wasn't that big, but it was big for me. Yeah. It, it was, it's a little intimidating because, yeah, there's a lot of water moving, the channels, yeah. and, you know, it's like, it's definitely a little, you got to be on your toes and you got to yeah. be a strong oh, paddler and be ready to so, get some on the head because so, I don't care how good you are, you're going to get some on the head. I'll never forget this because <laughs> I'm out there and I'm I'm like intimidated. And Lennon's it way over there and... Stay but, way over there. But I, I get a wave. I get a couple waves under my belt. I'm yeah. like, I got this place. I, I know everything now, you know? <laughs> and I remember, like, sitting there, you know, in the lineup. Drifting, and, not knowing. And Yeah. And Ryan Simmons, like, whistles at me. And he's like, and I'm thinking, I'm good, dude. I'm cool. And then all of a sudden, a set <laughs> comes. And I just get fucking <laughs> taken out. <laughs> I couldn't duck dive it. I lost my board. I had to like swim in. I was like, holy shit, what happened? Yeah. Here I thought I was like, oh, I got this place now. Yeah. 
Yeah. I know I mean, how to surf Halle Eva. I mean, it's a little intimidating <laughs> with that, that end section because it could be super fun or just dry docked and, and kind of gnarly. But it's like overall the shape and the coping, you know, yeah. super yeah. powerful but yet playful. Yeah. There's been some good surfing going on. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's been a lot of good clips. So did you surf pipe and sunset? And how old were you at the time? Sorry. The first time I went, I think I was like 14 or 15. Yeah. yeah. I remember surfing V-Land a bit. Um, pretty sure I surfed Rockies. I think I might have surfed sunset. I'm not entirely sure. I remember I piled out a pipe for a wave or two. I remember I was still on Quicksilver at the time and... Uh, we got to go over to the house and hang out with the guys, and I remember I met uh, Leo Fioravanti in Kanoa nice. on that trip for the first time, and then uh, Reef McIntosh as well, and awesome. I remember he kind of explained to me like where to paddle out a pipe and stuff like that, and yeah, I got to do that for a first Starstruck time. Starstruck over here, yeah, yeah showing up the North Shore, and the boys are there. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, I remember, yeah, that was pretty sick when I was little. Because, it, you know, again, like... You, you watch it a million times on, on video and in the, in the contest and stuff, and you're there, and you're like, wait, this is pipe? This is it? Breaks, like, right there? Like, yeah. you know, it's such a different, like, perspective when you're, like, watching it live, and, like, it could be 5 foot or 15 foot. Yep, that, it breaks right there. Yeah. Just, if, yeah. if you were to go there, because you've seen it in magazines, you've seen it in video, but if you go there and it's small and you're, like, you know, you like where where does it break? What you know? You have to and see then you it walk small into a shot. and you have to see it big because yeah. it yeah. that's where it gives you that. But it's so perception. like you know mind blowing when you see it small and then you walk into like a surf shop mm. and you see how big it gets. You're like, yeah. what? Yeah, like when it's small, it just looks like a little like rippable kind of wave. It yeah, doesn't look like yeah. anything menacing. Yeah, when it's big. Oh yeah, high tide, small. Like you're gonna see air games and guys ripping and like yeah. playful, and then once it gets proper, it's like so uh, shallow. You were telling us about your other adventures. You, you went to J Bay. Yeah. 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 A couple summers ago with uh, Lucas Oston, my friend Marley, and then Luke and Aldo. Yeah. Yeah. It was a sick trip. And you guys got it pretty good. Yeah. It was but that's where you broke your ankle. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was pumping. We scored like all trip. I think we had like three really good swells while we were there, and then yeah, unfortunately, trip was cut short at the very end. I broke my ankle on an air on like a knee high wave. It's usually, <laughs> how it happens, right? Yeah. Like just crappy waves. This shouldn't even been doing anything gnarly. It wasn't even anything gnarly, and it's like that's how you get hurt. Yeah, yeah. it was like a let's go out and gobble and run some heats kind of day, and yeah. then we like are out there and I like. See these little sections, and like, oh, I'm gonna try and work on airs a little bit, and just set one in the weird, and kind of was a weird section, and didn't really read it right, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna stick it, and then just landed wrong, and Ugh. yeah. But we were talking earlier. This is like on the the, the pre-interview, but like how beautiful that country is, and how much good surf and like sea life, yeah, and land life. Did you go to any of the uh, safaris? Safaris. Yeah, we did. We did a little like one of the drive through ones not a big one it was like right outside of jbay i remember on one of the small like lay days that we had this little um van thing and the door slid open and we were driving through it we see all like elephants and giraffes and zebras and all yeah all. it was so crazy, crazy but i remember we opened the door and there were these zebras in this bush and i like stuck my head out like right next to them and, like i have a selfie of me with like 
right next to these zebras. No way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the wild. Yeah. I have video and photos of, of Benji. Like, we got out and these giraffes were like, I mean, you, we could walk under them. That's how tall their bellies were. They're like, bellies are at six feet. Walk under them. Like, they tell us not to. We couldn't because you're worried about getting yeah. kicked, but yeah. we were that close. So Benji, like, picks up this, like, big thorny bush or whatever, and it comes down because he's trying to feed it. Like, it would be cool. Like, you know, Benji's funny. And, like, a three-foot black purple tongue comes out of the freaking, like, giraffe, and it, like, does, like, three loops around and just rips it out of his hand. Like, it was, like, the tongue was, like, no joke. It was so wild. Like, what? Like. It was, you know, you just never seen stuff that live, yeah, like yeah. that big in real life. So, we saw cool shit though, but that was fun. Yeah. When when uh, when you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm gonna turn pro, because <laughs> it's a, an important step in your career, right? Yeah. Because like, there's not very many pro surfers in the world, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it's you, you have to be seriously talented and you have to have the mindset to become successful yeah. in pro surfing and in any sport. And you got to be marketing, you know, marketable and you got to have, yeah, you got to, you got to be a full package, you know, yeah. but you know, like Lennon said, like being, being a competitive surf surfer is kind of like, yeah. And that's he, like, there's talented one. dudes that are less talented, but they have the, the, strategy yeah. and, and mindset that can beat you because they have the mindset yeah right like For sure. talent can get you so far but it's what's in between your ears yeah. is what you know will, will will make you stand up on the podium right yeah, yeah and, and but it's also the the, the drive and, and wanting it too and, and For I sure. mean, there's a lot of factors yeah but talent and you know the mindset strategy, that's oh. what's going to get you on the podium, right? Yeah. Which obviously, Dichi has. Yeah. So, pulling pull big air reverses uh, or air whatever you did. Your, your your parents are there for, you know, for all of it. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing you, you know, excel and they're nurturing, hey babe, Hi. nurturing your, your progression. Were they like, set on you turning pro too or were, were they like hey you know you should go, go to college school, school college like um no they were really just like i kind of said earlier it was like as new to them as it was to me and we kind of learned together as yeah. i went so it was never like you're gonna turn pro i think got to a point where i was just competing so much and just kind of going through the motions and taking it step by step that it got to a point where it's like okay i think becoming a professional is like a possibility and then that they kind of just left it up to me like it was my job to put my head down and work hard and if I wanted it I could go after it and get it they weren't going to push me to do that so yeah they provided me the opportunity to be able to chase my dreams of doing it but they kind of just left it up to me to go after and it was kind of like if it if I didn't want to go down that route of they would have probably wanted me to go to school or something, but yeah. they, they kind of just wanted me to work hard and like, give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. Give it a, give it my best shot. And yeah, as long as I'm learning, like not just 
kind of going through the motions and I'm learning yeah. and like going to be able to come away from something regardless yeah. of what happens. Because you're, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, what do your, what do your parents do for work? If you don't mind asking. Uh, my mom's a nurse and my dad runs a family business. Okay, cool. So they, you know, they have their, you know, their careers, but they're not forcing you to go yeah. college route or family business or, you know, they're like, hey, you're young, chase your dreams, right? Yeah. Like, you know. They were always just like, chase your dreams, but whatever you do, just work as hard as you can because, I mean, there's only so much that's in your control and it's, uh, I feel like as long as, or they kind of taught me that, like, what I put into it, I'll get out of it and as long as I'm working really hard and good things will happen. Pushing forward, it, they they kind of put it to me. It's like if you make it, they'll be super stoked. They'll be proud. And yeah. if I don't, then I don't. There's it's not gonna affect affect yeah. what what they kind of yeah what their opinions are. I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, to having good head on your shoulders too. Like this is a dream, and and it's you know, it's a, it's attainable. But yeah, yeah. you got to have a backup plan. And you yeah. know, what other interests do you yeah. have? Like you know the the thing that I I like to you know accentuate or, or like really highlight highlight is like you, you know there's so many talented people mm-hmm. ta- talented surfers and there's certain things that they do or learn or work at that make yeah. him even a better competitor right because yeah. you could be the best free surfer in the world jay larson and not be a great competitive surfer yeah. jay larson <laughs> but it, I, I think I got burned out because, you know, here we are, you're watching the, the, the world championship events at, um, the best waves, at the best waves in the world. And I'm yeah. flying to Uruguay and Argentina and Brazil or, or Turkey and England yeah. and, and you're flying halfway around the world and you're surfing two foot, you know, slop yeah. one foot or, you know, and you know, it's not really the best surfer that comes out of it. It's a, the best you know has hustler hustler you know the the guy that you know could it, it was just like you're you know a couple of years of that you're like i just want to go surf good waves yeah. you know and at that time you know especially uh, if you can make money that and that was the thing it's like okay yeah. so if i'm making 30 40 grand a year in contest earnings i'm spending 30 40 grand on travel to yeah. get those events yeah it's cool got yeah. to see the world but my sponsors didn't care, you know, yeah. they're like, cause at that same time I had, you know, video and photos and I was getting exposure other ways. And, uh, you know, I just got to a point where I'm like, I just want to go surf good waves. Yeah. Are you guys going to still support me? And they're like, Connus is cool. If you make it cool, if you don't, we're still going to pay you the same and we'll, you know, we're still going to give you incentives. So it's like, yeah, I just wanted to go have fun with friends and go to cool places Cause we go somewhere killer and then you're there with two, 300 kid, you know, guys of the best surfers in the world competing for that week and then you're out and you're going to somewhere else so your yeah. your your taste of the vibe of the place you know was kind of like jaded a little bit based yeah. on your results and you kind of like well that was really beautiful and special place i want to go back when it's not that event or yeah. you know a different time of year so that what you know again going back to you i probably could have stuck my head down and done some more events and you know push forward but at, at the same time i was like man i, yeah. I just want to go you know, spend time with friends in really cool places. And that's, and it, and it benefited in yeah. both ways. But it's hard, you know, the contest scene is, yeah. it's an emotional roller coaster. You gotta yeah. learn how to take the, the beatings and the wins and yeah. stay kind of level, yeah. level keeled. Kind of, I 
feel like I found out you have to get a lot more used to losing than yeah. winning because you lose a lot more than you win. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, like Jay Bay was a two star. You know, it's like, how is this a qualifying event? Like a two star. It was like no yeah. points, you know? I go, but you're going to fly there and go serve because Durbin was a fight, you know, like, yeah. you know, the the Bolito Pro is, you know, we used to be in Durbin, but Mr. There, Price. Yeah, there'd be different events that you would go piggyback and, you know, went to Australia, you do the, you know, Newcastle and, you know, Margaret's and then you'd stay and do other stuff there. You go for, you know, a couple months, you yeah. know, yeah. which was, which was cool. But, uh, you know, again, you got to try to just work around the, the tour grind. Cool. Yeah, the yeah. tour craze, you know, like. Yeah. yeah, but you know, contests. You know, it's, I would have been stoked to make yeah. some more heats, but I'm not bummed. You know, I got to surf a lot of really good ways around the world. Yeah, yeah. Which this guy's doing now. Yes. Yeah, you did Indo too. I saw you. Yeah. You had some clips that were. Uh, you did boat trip. Yeah, we got to go with the Red Bull surfing. Through. Uh, we did a boat trip through. I think the south, the south of the month-wise. Okay. So we were just in like macaronis and HTs and kind of hit a couple other spots around there. And yeah. Yeah, that was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, <laughs> I right? was like, I've always heard the stories of how good Indo is and how nuts it is. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, whatever. I've seen good waves. And then I get there and I'm like, oh, my God. It's actually like ruler edge perfect every day. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I I, you know, I've been on a trip with him there. I've been uh, or mentalities quite a few times. Way back in the '90s, when there was like only nope. a couple boats out there, yeah. we're showing up, we're surfing places like days without seeing anybody. Yeah. And then by the time you, you know, went, you went when during COVID um, or no? No, last summer. Okay. Or last, like I think March. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So it was like early season. Yeah. And it was like right out of COVID, so there's only a couple boats yeah. operating. So, so you was, scored. It was pretty uncrowded. Yeah, yeah. We got it pretty good. Even, you went with the Red Bull it, team. Yeah. Who who was on that roster? Um, they kind of had, they had two rounds of people kind of filtering out. It was um, I think the first half was like me, Izzy Gomez, Aaron Brooks, um. Leon Glatzer, uh, Jarvis Earl, and then nice. the second half was Connor McGuire, Caroline Marks, um, me, Izzy, Aaron, and then uh, Adriano. Wow. Yeah. Did you guys stay at the camper on a boat? On a boat. On a boat. Yeah. yeah. So, so when we we first went, it was like no camps, nothing. It was yeah. just like a boat. And by the you know. You know, 10 years later, going back, you know, multiple times, it's like, oh, there's a camp here. There's got a camp going in there. There's this. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? But it, it's still, you know, the captain, you know, it's still pretty uncrowded in yeah. retrospect to where we grew up and yeah. surf and stuff. Yeah. And it's still perfect. But, you know, it's, it is a so destination. Yeah, I'm sure... I'm sure getting to experience like the early days with no one out and yeah. going now is probably a bit of a shock. But For yeah, sure. like you were saying, growing up surfing around here, going there, like crowds. But everything's gotten better. They accommodate, yeah. you know, like the boats have been all upgraded and fine tuned. You know, like there yeah, is yeah. some perks and benefits to now For versus sure. back then. But if you're scoring waves, you don't give a shit what, yeah. <laughs> you know? You don't, you don't, don't care how you get there. I don't care if it's yeah. like, you know, shitty, food, you know, food is important, but like, yeah. And I mean, you know. So, Food's important. You ride for Red Bull, which is pretty prestigious for sure. Prestigious, like you know, you watch the how surfers get paid. 
I have not. I do not have Stab Premium, so okay. I kind of try and like. Lenny will get, give you a get pass. One, get one of your sponsors to, to sponsor that that bill because it's worth it. Stab puts yeah. out some amazing content, but uh, they they do store the house surfers get paid. Yeah. It's probably one of the best things I've ever watched. Yeah. As a surf band and as a surf band like, and, and like the interest, you know. Yeah. It's so well done and the people talking really frankly and point blank, you know, saying what they wanted to say. It's really funny and, and like yeah. interesting and eye opening. But my point is Red Bull and how amazing and how much they do for their athletes yeah and what they you know like they're a media machine yeah like them and stab and whoever there's not very many people out there that put the the effort money and and amazing you know imagery yeah. you know but yeah that you're in a class of like Elites. Elites, like a small circle of, of, like the best of the best ride for fucking yeah. Red Bull. I've been very, I've been lucky enough and so extremely grateful to be able yeah. to be a part How, of their When team. did that happen? Uh, two, or three years ago. Wow. Yeah. Right after winning gold? <laughs> yeah. We need to get this. Who's this guy? Yeah. So tell us about I, the gold thing. Yeah, so I read that you weren't even on the team. Yeah. And you got a call up, like... As like an alternate, like a fill-in or somebody. Was this ISA? Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. How, how did like what happened? So ISA in Huntington. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I never was on the USA team, and then um, Simbo, when he took over and kind of stepped into the coach position, yeah, he was kind of running everything, and I, I want to say I maybe went to like one warm-up or something before, mm. but or training session I meant to say. And I remember I was sitting at my grandma's house, and I think he texted me and was like, hey, we have an open spot, like like a, an alternate position we need you to fill, or you can fill if you want, he's like, would you be into it? And I had no idea what the ISA was or kind of what it meant, and I was like, uh, I just like didn't text back, and I was like, oh, let me, I gotta text my dad first, and like see, and then I asked my dad, and then he's like, yeah, I mean, it's, I was supposed to go to Barbados, uh, like, couple days after it ended for the junior that they had there mm. so i was like oh okay i'll just do it and get some warm-up heats for that event and then so i like told him i'd do it and then like three days later i was in huntington for the event and yeah we got they had like a house behind the pier and yeah it was just a group of us tell me there. tell me it was like the bombing going off offshore peaky combo swell oh my god that day was the like do you remember this like yeah, three no, years ago? No. Dude, I was in the parking lot frothing and I see all these international, Dense. no, like, like it was like a bef right before the event, I think was starting or the beginning. I think it was like a free surf. Oh, maybe it was before it started. Like, yeah. So there was like Germany and like, you know, the France team and Tahiti, like everybody, you know, just a bunch of teams like frothing and it was just like. Peaks everywhere. Like ceiling high. What time of year? Peaks. It's into September, October. Yeah, I think it's October. Think so. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Anyways, like the best, you know, time I was like going off. Yeah, that's so funny you bring that up because I clearly remember that day as like the best Huntington I've ever served. Yeah. I remember we were like, like saw it was offshore and I was like, what? It's like offshore. I've never served it down here like that. And I remember a group of us like we we're like, oh, let's go free surf. We ran down 
And I remember paddling out and just like getting a couple waves that were like okay. And I remember I took off, I think on Pure Bolt and then got like barrel on the right, like super far down the beach. Yeah. And like came out and I was like, that just happened. I, I like could not believe that I just got like a six. Huntington. Two yeah. Next to the pier it was there. no joke, like really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but so that was you, the event. Now, I mean, it wasn't like that the whole event, but you guys got good, yeah. decent waves. So you get to call up, you yeah. show up down because it's like an Olympic event almost, right? Yeah, it's like a junior, yeah, like qualification, yeah, or but something. from all over the world. Yeah, it's like the international, and then yeah, so I got the call up and was down there for you the U eighteen division. Literally three days after I got the text, like I think people like had known about the event for like weeks if not months and like we're, we're getting ready and i was like oh sick HB yeah all crews down there like yeah love surfing down here and then um yeah i was staying in the house with those guys and the crew and we we're all here and it was just uh I remember mike lamb drove down every day when i would compete going back and forth and it was a long event i think it was like 10 nine, days yeah, yeah nine, nine days or 10 days long and remember I, I lost early and i think the second round i barely got through my first heat lost in the second round full shocker and um they do the if you lose you go into like the rapid charge charge round so you can still make your way to the final mm. and i remember i was like like kind of upset i was like oh like thought i was like just wanted to serve heats and i was like all right sick well i get to serve more heats now and there were remember the rapid charge rounds were 15 minute heats and i think i had to surf like 15 heats or 11 wow heats, something crazy like what that. And, till yeah. you made to the final yeah and it's just like <laughs> Because you're at the bottom of the bracket from then on out, and you yeah, got to kind of keep yeah. going against seated guys. Yeah, or, because you know. like every round, there's it's like offset because the losers of that round go down, and then you like move up yeah. and surf again. Which is really cool because I think you know you you want to give you know ample opportunities for for, for, for something like that. Yeah, where there's people flying in from different parts of the world. Yeah, yeah, and you want to you know yeah you want a two week event yeah like ten days yeah. So you, you had to surf like 15 heats. Yeah, I, I think it was between 10 and 15, like 15, somewhere around yeah. that number. And yeah, I just remember it being like, just surfing so many heats. Just like every day it would be like, surf a heat, surf a heat, surf a heat. And they're running like double areas. So I feel like a lot of the times I was surfing 15 minute heats down by like Machado Peak. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, kind of like the trickiest thing. So I feel like most events you're not really like doing that in that format. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember double. Just, Double heats are hardly ever happens. You only see it. Like super rare. Yeah. I think only in the ISA now. Yeah. For the ones that do that. And yeah, I just took it heat by heat and just was like, just kept telling myself, I'm like, just practice. Like, I didn't. No pressure. No, like just. Because you were just randomly called, like, to fill in. And I didn't really realize, like, what it meant or, like, what, like. The prestige of it. I thought it it was just like a, a, like, an ISA, like. Or, I mean, it's what it was, but I didn't I didn't register what it was, really. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to use it as heat practice and just surf it heat by heat by heat. And then, yeah, I just honestly just feel like I kind of shut my brain off and just surfed heats. And then knew I made it to finals day and was like, oh, this is kind of crazy. And then I remember my mom and I think my little brother came down to watch. I think my dad was working. And, um, yeah, I ended up being able to get a couple lucky waves in the final and who, who come away with that? Anybody in the final that do we know? Yeah, like notable names. Um, yeah, uh, it was me, Tommy Coleman, Al Cleland, and then um, 
think for sure. I know there's another person who I'm, I feel really bad, but yeah. I'm spacing on it right now. It happened. And you won the gold. Yeah. Dude. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And at the time, like you said, it just you didn't know the impact or yeah. what it really meant. And he got and, called up. And you're getting carried up as a the as team, a got the flag, like the whole deal. Yeah. I and you get a badass medallion. Yeah. I remember I won. When I won, I came in. I remember that, like, because it's such like, a team event. I feel like that's the best part of that event. It's how, like, because that's the only time in surfing you feel like. Yeah. Really, like, outside team, of the, like, kind of the camaraderie. Spirit. Outside of the board riders events. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah who, who, was, uh, who was on the team with you? Um bunch of people it was like I <laughs> don't put him on the, on the spot man <laughs> yeah uh, there's this guy and there's this guy and this girl let me google uh usa isa team i th- i think off the top of my head i'm pretty sure it was um i think it was me taro and uh tommy coleman were the ua team team and then i think uh i know ryan huckabee was nice. u16 and i'm pretty sure u16 i yeah. think uh, Nico Kolei as well and the Todd Bud. so yeah. yeah I think that was the team then it's kind of cool that we're talking to you about like surfing and the future of surfing because it's like Taro Taj Lindblad Cade Madsen um, I forget the other guys you were saying but these are like the names that you hear all the time yeah, yeah. Zoe Caitlin Simmers right Taj Ryan Huckabee yeah, Ryan Huckabee. He's yeah. I mean, Florida, but yeah. I've been talking to him a little bit too, like to get him on the podcast oh, too. Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. one of my really, really close friends. Like, he's, awesome. He's actually in my house right now. He's staying with me right oh, now. Oh, shit. You should have told him to come down. <laughs> yeah, that would um, crazy. Uh, <laughs> he just uh, put out an edit, right? Yeah. And I, Dude, could have been your carpool partner, bro. I know. Atlantic something. Should have went and surfed here and then came back. <laughs> could have been pulling some But he rides for uh, Keckley, right? Yeah. 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 We had Keckley on. Yeah, we had Keckley on. Oh, sick. Yeah. Um, Keck Air. We're kind of a big deal, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he. That's his comment over there. We're kind of a big, big deal. <laughs> we're a huge deal. Yeah, you're. You're. you're, uh, you're we're gonna just. We're gonna launch you, bro, and start him. Dude, he's gonna launch us. He's a freaking Pismo Beach fucking winner, dude. Yeah, he is. Um, Gold medalist over here. So. ISA, that puts you in another tier. Like, after winning something like that, I mean, that puts you up a notch, right? Like, uh, psychologically, too, you you got to be like, you know, and I'm not saying it to be, like, arrogant, but you just, like, you, you get a, a another sense of confidence. It's a great accolade, for sure. Like, n- n- yeah. not too many people have. Like, you know, winning yeah. an NSA, you know, like, it's all good for your confidence and stuff, but this is, like, something that you'll treasure the rest of your life. Like, and, I don't and what's remember. funny is, like, you didn't really realize the impact that it had yeah. or the importance of the event. Yeah. Right? You, you, and that probably played to your advantage. Yeah, just out here you didn't really getting contests, you know. Yeah, you're just doing it to have some more heat experience. Yeah. So you know, where were you going? thinking about Barbados already. Yeah. yeah. You were going to Barbados <laughs> three days later. How did you do in that event? I think I made the final in the junior and I think I lost in the QS pretty early. Yeah. Did did you do the uh, Seaside World Juniors? I didn't. No, I didn't. Last year was my last season. I didn't qualify for it. Okay. They had, I think there were only two events and I didn't do very good in either of them. So 
Yeah, I was a little bummed on that one. But Man, what a great event, right? Yeah, look so sick. All like, the boys were ripping. And ripping people and were ripping. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis Earl. Yeah. Holy crap. The the not the final, but the yeah. the the semi uh-huh. where it, he freaking does that bottom turn hit and then does the Aki like layback. Yeah. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Jarvis yeah. is gnarly. I was lucky enough to like I like I said earlier, with on the Red Bull trip to Memphis, he was on it as well and yeah. lucky enough to get to meet him and hang out with him and surf HTs with him a bit and yeah, he's gnarly. So yeah. He's a goofy footer. I'm a regular footer. Of course, we always want to go front hand, but I would camp out. I would tell everybody, every boat I went on, I'm like, if you guys just want to park the boat at Macaroni's the whole week, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, like that's how good that, that wave, wave is. Good. I'm all, yeah. like, I'll, if we want to go surf a right, cool. It has to be HTs or, you know, one of the other spots. Yeah. But, like, like Macaroni's is... What's your favorite wave you've ever surfed? Like, ever. Yeah. Six out the most. Um, That's a tough call. That is a hard one for sure. Yeah. No, I'm gonna have to go with Selena Cruz for sure. Ooh. I can't pick one of the points, but just the points down there. I think that's top of my. God, I still haven't been there. One of the like, yeah, like funnest places. Yeah. Wonders of the right world down. You know, whatever you want to. Just we gotta go there this summer. Let's go. Yeah. I was gonna take JJ. Mitchie's gonna take us. Red Bull's gonna pay for us. Graduation. I was gonna take the Grom for his eighth grade graduation. There you go. Yeah, dude, like a trip. Yeah, he'd be pumped. Quick strike, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? I don't want to go just as much as he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need a chaperone, so who's gonna video me? Yeah. So you got on board with O'Neill when you were fourteen. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah, I've been riding for them for four years now. Yeah, and how how did that come about? Um, Roberts. The, okay. My shaper. shaper. Yeah. yeah. He um, he worked with O'Neill, rode for O'Neill for a long time, and um, yeah, I was just kind of out of. He's point. a good surfer too. Yeah, yeah. he rips nice. too. Big big dude. Yeah, rips. Yeah, I was at a point when I was younger. It was like kind of just ready for a change a bit. Needed some other stuff, and yeah, O'Neill was came along, and yeah, very very grateful for those guys. Yeah, was it. Who who'd you guys negotiate with? Garth? Uh yeah, Garth. Yeah. Garth. Yeah, we're we're big fans of Garth. I think we told you earlier. Yeah. Like he's he's awesome and he's so, many so people, low key but yet so like involved he's a, in so he's many a puppet master. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, like you and when you you don't realize it, but then when you like think about it, you're like, yeah. Holy shit, like he's played some serious you know, roles in, in marketing and the success of these athletes, you know, like, oh, yeah, holy crap. Yeah, it's a big influence. Definitely. Sure. Um, you searched Slater's pool, I saw. Was yeah. that O'Neill or Red Bull trip? Uh, friend? Red Bull and then also a family friend. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> psyched on the pool, so we got to go up with him a couple of times. Yes. It's always good to have rich friends, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's always have always nice to have some filthy rich friends that can afford that shit. Do you, do you, how, we haven't talked about the wave pool in a while. Yeah, it's kind of good. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it every time. No. But since he's been there, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So when did you surf it? Uh, first. A couple of years ago was the first time, yeah. That was 
Crazy. What what time of the year? Um, I think I was in a wetsuit. Okay. I don't think it was freezing. I think it was like changing seasons probably. Okay. Um, yeah. Because we've been in both where it's freaking hot as hell and cold freezing. as the North Pole. Well, we didn't get as cold <laughs> as it can get. It was cold, but not as cold as it can get. Yeah. So so you went. What what were you? What were your expectations? Did you know? Like, did you talk to a lot of people about it, or? Um, and, and when you got there, was it more than what you expected, or 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 less? It was such a shock. Cause I didn't really talk to anyone before I went. Um, I I feel like I was the last person to ever surf a wave pool because <laughs> I feel like there were so many clips and everyone's going to these wave pools and I just like I never made it to Waco. And you still haven't. No, I I've been, You've but been at okay. the time at I the time. had it and I was like. Geez, I really want to surf a wave pool. Like, I even remember I had a dream of getting a surf a wave pool. And I, like, just remember it being weird. Like, the wave was weird. And I was like, oh, my God. I, I just want to feel what it's like to surf in a pool. And, like, um, super unexpectedly, like, um, the little trip up there worked out. And got to go up there. And that was the first wave pool I got to surf. And yeah. it was pretty It's amazing, pretty right? crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, the whole experience of driving up, gate opens. Yeah. You drive through that circular driveway and then you walk out to the back and you see this pool and it's like skinny and long yeah and you're just like wow what huh what What? a trip it's a big rectangle it's a big rectangle and then when you see that first wave coming at you you're like what i think the craziest thing is hearing the plow start up (laughs) like before the wave, you hear that all that crazy mechanical noise, and then yeah. you just see this like wall coming towards you, and you're like, just perfect wave. Yeah, and it, as it's coming at you, you're like, that's a perfect wave. Yeah, it's like we always yeah. talk about, you know, scoring waves is first and foremost. You know, like whether you're on a, a boat trip or just you know land somewhere. But like, same with the wave. Like, if that wave didn't have all those amenities, it would still be like, yeah phenomenal because of how it's good the wave is but when you put in the, the staff the food the cook the chef the, the, the ambiance yeah. the drinks the, the hangout the video like it's, when it's going the whole package on the best surf trip of your it's life. five star yeah yeah five star in Lemoore, California yeah <laughs> it like cow poop yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean it's like have you, you know, surfed it a couple times yeah yeah it's just everything about it is just special you know yeah. makes yeah. you feel like this isn't going to happen every day. Yeah. There's certain parts Parkinson. of the wave where you, it feels weird, mm-hmm. but then there's, I mean, for the most part, it's yeah. a perfect freaking wave. It's, it's, I would say for sure it's a really hard wave to surf though. Yeah. Really like, hard. I feel like, like looking at it from like a performance standpoint, it's, it's really easy to go straight and then get barrel at the end. Like some people do, <laughs> or it's really hard to do. Will you let him talk surfing. dude? He was talking. You interrupted him. No, yeah. No, um, no, yeah. It's just like it's tricky. It kind of almost has that J Bay feel. Of how it's so pushing sideways, yeah. and then it's so cupped out, and like it's really easy to get stuck behind it. Or if you get too far in front of it, you'll like Dude. be halfway through a turn, and the thing just jacks up, and you just do yeah. donuts. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, it was a challenge. But it was like once you kind of get the hang of it after a wave or two, it's like. Wow, it's so fun. It's so good. I think you got to get to the mindset of, you know, certain, well, nobody, unless you're on the CT or could afford it, like the consistency of doing it over and over, you're going to get better. But it's, 
okay, I could fit in two turns and then I got to set up for the barrel. Or I could do three if it's a quick, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. and then after the first barrel, okay, then I could do a check fit. You know, you just got to get into this like mindset of where you're at on the wave without yeah. overthinking like what's coming. It's like, okay, I got time for two, two turns and then the insides, you know, it's just yeah. timing and right. it's so tricky. Every yeah. time I think I got it, I don't. I'm like, Fuck. like when you realize how long you're on that wave for, yeah. and how far you go, like if the pool's 700 yards long. Yeah. So you're you're riding a wave. You don't fall all the yeah. way through for 600 yards. No, yeah. it's pretty hard. <laughs> Six football fields. Yeah. 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 I it's think, like a minute and a half when you video. I think. Yeah. Like high 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean. Was there a so lot of cool. people on your trips or just... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. Yeah. It's like the only way, affordable way to kind of yeah. semi do yeah, it. Yeah, we've... I've gone... I used to work for Adernone. Uh-huh. And I got to go for free a couple times. And then our friend, uh, Kelly Sorensen, who owns On the Beach Surf mm-hmm. Shop in Carmel, Monterey. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he does... He books out dates and then fills up spots, like kind of like a little like, like a tavy trip, but yeah, but for Lemoore. Yeah, and uh, he and hooked us invi- up. Yeah, he's hooked us up. When we did, we've so done some like interviews podcast and podcasts there with some of the guests, oh, and, yeah. and you know, perks of the job. Yeah, <laughs> mixing but, business with pleasure. But man, it's like it's, it's addicting. Like I, I, you just want more. Yeah. Just want how do more. we get there? Again? How do I? Sure. How do I get more? You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's it sucks. Yeah, it's hard. Like accepting after your wave, you're like, oh, I have to wait like ten minutes to get another wave yeah. or something like yeah. that. Or, and you you turn around, you like fall, fall, everybody fall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a you know, it's, it's like, stressful. It's like the only wave in the world you're not rooting your friends. I know, right? You're like, all right, you can fall now. Yeah. Fall. You're like, go fall, go fall. Oh. And there's been sessions where you might, you know, pick up a lot of yeah. waves where where people have fallen or missed it. And in some sessions, everybody makes their wave. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Like you're allotted your certain waves or your half waves yeah. and that's it. And that's all I got in sometimes. I'm like, and then there's been other times where it's like, oh, yeah. I just cherry picked like four more. Like what? That's so, so. The the outer known employee days like there's hardly any good surfers that work there, and I basically got every single wave that I paddled for. Like in no one day, I would probably get like twenty to thirty waves. It was crazy, but the day the the time that I've the only time I've ever paid, I only got four waves, and I fell on two of them. And this one. Or no, that was with our trip. I watched them. I'm like, how do you miss? I've missed two yeah. waves there. Yeah. How how gut wrenching is that? Yeah. Like I, you've I, never experienced it, I'm sure. Well, the first the first time I ever went up there, I got to go on the first wave of the day. Oh shit! And it was like she glass. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, this is it. It's like, That's a lot of pressure. Get to surf a wave pool, first wave of the day. It's gonna be glassy. And I remember, I think I dropped in. I think I did like two snaps and then I didn't realize I was going to barrel. I went up to do another snap and just face planted. So I rode the wave for maybe like five seconds and just face planted first wave of the day, just perfect, killed through it. I'm just like, no, 
like, give me another redo. It's like, you, so you know what's crazy is there are the, like the CT two, three, or whatever, yeah. you know, and um, CT two in well, 30 seconds. I think yeah. I did the three. The guy's like, oh, you want to do more turns? Okay, we're going to do the CT3 the th is three. the one that, yeah. And I, think, I think that's the better one anyway. I love CT3. So CT2 this? is the one that barrels I was, more. It was like, you know, you're in the water an hour. I think you get two full waves and two half waves and if you could cherry pick. So it's yeah. like second wave of like my full wave or at least whatever. And yeah, I'm like, oh, let's try the three. Whatever reason, it like white foam white water, like almost to the pier the entire wave. Like I was so thrown off. I'm like, when's this thing gonna back off? And what am I gonna do? Like I'm kind of just doing like, like half turns, like white water yeah. flying, and the thing just crumbled all the way through. And they're like, it happens sometimes. I'm all, what? Yeah. <laughs> like I want to read the other like just funky. I'm like, what just happened? You yeah. Remember? I, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was uh, so. I remember it was I was mush burger, and it was all the way to the pier almost, like rolling. I was like, that was not what I signed up for. I, I yeah. was. I was so mad. He was in the water and I was riding a bike trying to video him. Uh -huh. And he's like trying to surf like he's in, in beach break. He's like bottom <laughs> trying to do these huge turns. I'm like, oh, don't fall, don't fall, fall. <laughs> like I kept saying, I kept yelling. I'm like, dude, back off a little bit. Uh, like I, you're I, wasting the whole fucking wave. Like I just was like, I just watched. All the guys just go up and lip slide. I'm like, I just want to do some lip slides, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> and I caught and I fell. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I got a few good turns off. And he's like, you idiot. And meanwhile, this guy's he he just trims the whole wave. A couple high lines, a couple crews, and he gets barreled inside. I'm like, he went straight the whole I was turning. <laughs> I was but throwing dude, spray. <laughs> yeah, it's that place is incredible. I, I've never made it to Waco, but um, hopefully... Sometime soon we get to Waco. You've done Waco. Yeah. 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 The, that, that pool's fun. It's like Dude. a yeah. lot. It's not like the pressure of Kelly's and it's just, I feel like it's yeah. way more playful. Yeah. Yeah. J Bay, Bay or Emma Woods. J Bay or Emma Woods. Yeah. <laughs> right? Perfect way to put it. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So let's talk about the contest and how. Yeah, we'll wrap up on your win right here. Yeah. So, so when. Cause like that contest, it was long. Yeah. And how many heats was it to the final? I want to say it was six. Six Inclu total heats. Yeah, including from start to finish. Yeah. Okay. They max out at top one hundred. How do they? Uh, it's one twenty-eight. One twenty-eight. So start with a round of one twenty-eight. That's ninety-six. Yeah, I think sixty-four or whatever. Yeah. Is it is it four man heats the whole time or six? It's it's four man until the quarterfinals. So there would be like round of sixteen would be like four heats of four, and then it goes into the quarterfinals, which jumps into man on man. Yeah. And then from there on out, it's man on man until the final, and then I think it was it's like first couple of heat rounds are twenty minute, and then twenty five, and then the quarters. And semis were thirty, and the final was thirty-five. That's epic, yeah. you know. Like you know, you know, best rise, you yeah. know, and, and you got ample time. And yeah. even if the conditions aren't great, at least it gives you opportunity to score. Hopefully, the ways are good. But yeah, so twenty-five minutes, I think, is minimum that they should have. <laughs> like, yeah. when you go into these contests, you know, your game plan is to hopefully be the winner at the end. But you're always like. You know, you're like pacing yourself, right? And you're telling yourself, okay, I can make it out of this heat, you know, next heat. 
like the round of 16 is is kind of like the 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 where you want to get to first right um yes and no there's it's kind of getting around the 16 is like nice because then if you get through that it's like oh you're into the corner yeah there's a man on man and this was the first event i've ever made a man on man heat in like i've done it a couple times and this was the first time i was able to get through them so i thought i was pretty happy with myself on that yeah but um like going going back to what you're saying about looking at like the heats and where to end up it's like it's hard you have to surf it heat by heat i think there was a quote from uh mick fanning's movie the white lightning and he says you can't win the final if you're in the first round so I, i've always just kind of thought of that and you just have to take it heat by heat yeah so that's kind of that's a good I, quote how i try to look at it Three White lightning. Moments. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, so take us from quarters to to the final. Quarters um, was who? Quarters was with Josh Burke was in the first one. And, yeah, that was a confidence booster because I was I had that clutch moment at the end with the air reverse. And yeah. then, um, like I said, it was the first man-on-man heat I've ever been able to make. So that was a big goal of mine. Is like, I was like, all right, got to get through the man-on-mans because – that was the first I've ever made it in the QS was quarters. So that was like quarters goes man on man. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to get through the one. So that was the first one. And then semis was against Crosby. And then that was a fun one because I've been competing against Crosby. Crosby, Cole Pinto. Pinto. Yeah. yeah so and he's been fucking ripping. Yeah. He's yeah. gnarly. He's and been a beast. Yeah. He's he's a tiny bit older than me. And we've always competed against each other when we were younger. And I've always, always like kind of like – Looked across like, oh, he's like one of the gnarliest guys yeah. in our generation or my generation. So I'm like, yeah, I was pretty happy to be able to get to surf a heat against them. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Yeah, you want to, you how, how are, as bad as you want to win and, you know, you want to win against the best anyways, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah. the yeah. win's a win. You'll take it no matter what. But when you win against the guys you, you respect, look up to, you look yeah. up to, yeah. it's like, makes it that much more. So how, how was that? Uh, that's semis? Yeah. Okay. Semis. And who, who was, um, Evan pitted against in the semis. Do you remember? Um, I think Levi Slauson. Okay. Fuck, heavy finals. Yeah. Heavy semis. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, Evan, Levi, and Crosby. That's... I mean, if it was a four-man... If there was a four-man, like, that would have been the final. You know? Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, so... Was... What was the... How was Crosby surfing? I didn't, I didn't see that heat... What was the, can you give us like a, a, do you remember what the uh, scores were or like how the waves were and what you did or? Yeah, I remember the waves were pretty slow. It kind of, the first couple days of the event was like kind of big, kind of fun, breaking like out past the pier. And then as the contest progressed, it kind of got smaller, but it was kind of clean, just like mm-hmm. fun kind of ripple waves. And then the last day got like classic Pismo, like small double ups swell gurgly like yeah. these weird little peaks into the pier and yeah i remember that was a super slow heat and i got two quick ones next to the pier and just kind of got my scores under the belt and then yeah i remember it just heat got real slow and yeah just those kind of two lucky ones i got kind of helped nice. me get through it and then knowing that you you know hearing hearing the final horn on the semi go and you're like holy crap, I just beat Crosby and I'm in the final of this big event. So. <laughs> yeah, it was 
definitely a bit of a emotional roller coaster. Or, no, I mean it didn't really start till later. I just kind of made the final. I was like pretty stoked, kind of a little celebration on the inside a little bit, and then kind of just like just pushed it away and like, yeah. right, still got work to do. Like hopefully, you know, is is Lamb there and and your dad yeah. and your mom and uh, no, my mom doesn't go up to contests too often. She doesn't really like the stress. She traveled with me to the East Coast this year, so that was really fun. But yeah. she's not the biggest fan of being on the beach during them. But my dad cruised up. Um, my, like, Mike was up. A bunch of my friends from home came up to support. Yeah, because, I mean, so you know, that's the best you've done at this point in any contest, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this big of a stage, right? Yeah. So... I mean, if you would have lost, it, it wouldn't even matter, right? Like, you'd, you would have been bummed, yeah. but you're still like, holy shit. I still big accomplishment. Still got, yeah. like, you know, the points Semis. you're looking for. The money's probably really good still. I mean, anytime you make it the finals day, yeah. that's a huge win, right? But winning is the icing on the cake. Yeah. The cherry on top. So, you get on the beach, like, lamb's like... What 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 were they saying to you? <laughs> this is after the semis, right? Yeah. Yeah, everyone was just stoked. Everyone was like, "Oh, like, 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 holy everyone shit, was, dude, you did it!" Yeah, everyone was just pretty psyched and just wanted to keep the momentum moving. I I remember like we went and all got food after that, and yeah, everyone was just super happy. Just tried to keep the vibes high. And yeah. Because you're like so psyched, but then you're like, "Oh shit, I still got one more heat," you know, like. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I was, like, super psyched, and then I remember after we ate, or ate, it, everything just kind of, like, hit me at once, where it's like, oh, there's still, like, a lot to be done. Like, I'm in the final, but I still have, like, there's still a lot of work to be done, so yeah. I don't want to, like, be too celebratory too early. Yeah. So I just kind of just tried to push everything just in the back of my mind and just looked at the heat for what it was and just was going to go out and surf another heat and just turn my brain off and just go surf and whatever happened that's gonna let happen yeah so you said the waves were a little bit pumping in the beginning and stormy and then kind of dropped to typical you know contest you know yeah waist shoulder high kind of closed out um same board the whole event you have a magic board that you were kind of saving um so for my first heat i was riding a round tail kind of step up okay. and then after that i was, just went down to my normal short board one that you keep on ice or one you just been kind of unfamiliar with the last month or so uh, this one I've been riding, or I have the, yeah, it's one that I've been riding for a bit. It's just like a newer one. Okay. Because um, that, you know, you get one of those magis. magics and it's like, okay, yeah. this thing's put on ice. I'll, I'll ride it a day or two before the event to get kind of the feeling back. And then you just, yeah, you know. No, I, I've never really been one to put boards on ice. I've kind of been more of like a board works good. I just want to ride it. I just want to go ride. Just yeah. Have fun, just go surf it. and it's working good just utilize it and then yeah just I like to have like a backup at least and know that they both feel good so i'll ride them both and then yeah like, all right they both are good yeah but yeah this one after this event i kind of threw it on ice for a little bit so because i think slater leaves magic boards at that spot where he goes back and, he? And, and keeps them there like, and I, you know like well this worked good for jb i'll just leave it here and yeah. Gabriel, like... I heard, yeah, he doesn't he, travel with boards. He doesn't try. He gets boards sent to the spot. Really? Yeah. I, I'm and doesn't sure, ride them. I'm I mean, sure. rides them there. Like, yeah. what? I, I'm pretty sure that traveling with a bunch of boards kind of deteriorates them quicker. Yeah. Just because, like, yeah. having all that much weight and, like, 
in a board box, if you have like four or five boards, it's heavy. It's like, yeah. what, 45? And you got the chances of him getting jacked up, but like, yeah. I mean, traveling bags of bags, are, they fucking suck. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't care how buff you are or if it's got wheels or whatever, it's still freaking a giant yeah. mess. It's still yeah. a, a ha- you're yeah. hauling. You're Gabriel Medina and you're like, ship like eight boxes of 20, 30 <laughs> boards. I'll see them when I get there. Perfect. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So you had a you know a good magic border when you were super comfortable on and you yeah. didn't have to resort to, you know, a groveler, a groveler or, or a backup. Yeah, I just kind of stayed on the same shortboard for. Which so is? Do you have a, a a ritual that you go before a heat, or you just turn your brain off? No, I just well, not necessarily turn it off, but I just try and just go on, and just catch my waves, just not overthink it. That's, yeah. You thinking about coaching some forty-something-year-olds? Like, <laughs> yeah, I might need some help. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's always certain things that you know, superstitions or, or a routine that people will, yeah. will will do, and yeah, I mean, sometimes if it if it works for you, then then cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the uh, what what you learned probably from the ISA contest, right? Like you, yeah. you just gotta kind of go out like you're just in a practice heat, you know, and not put too much, you know, importance on each one Mm -hmm. until, you know, until you really need to. But it's, it's crazy how, how, how that, you know, happened for you at ISA. And then here, the, the, one of the biggest contests so far in your life, you know, you make it to the, to the final and, to win to to make it to the final is a great accomplishment. To win it is like, holy shit! Like, yeah, that's the next you know thing that but propels you. To you're only getting next. first or second no matter what, so you're damn fucking pretty good spot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, are you are, are are your sponsors obviously super stoked? Is, do you get uh, incentives in, in contest results or or like? like Brian Taylor does like <laughs> WSL coverage or you know like is there any sort of uh, I think yeah, sponsors are happy. Um, the just doing good. I'm not sure with the contract stuff. I'd have to ask Brian. Yeah, no, yeah. like no, no bonus. I just showed up your account. Whoa, what's that? No, not that I know of. Did, so. you, did you get one of those big giant checks and you, you nail that up to the the I wall? Didn't. I was bu- I was kind of bummed. I was like, oh. Did he give you a big big no, fake check? No big check. This oh, time. <laughs> they should always have that. Right? Yeah. Like, you got to drive away and freaking put that on your... Uh, yeah. That's that's you your... Gotta, uh, you got to roll into the bank with it. Yeah. <laughs> roll the bank with it, but, but then you can <laughs> use <Cautious>. it. <laughs> you can put it as your, like, uh, window visor. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I'm just so, l- looking at, a, like, a review of the event, and, yeah, it got pretty small and... Still contestable, contestable. at the final. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are ripping. Like, there, there's times where you're just like, oh shit, like one turn or one air turns the heat. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Um, I feel like traveling on the QS, you kind of learn to set your bar for wave quality a little bit lower. Just kind of, that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've kind of learned if the waves are remotely chippable like kind of punchy little pocket and you can make some turns it's good yeah is there uh like a 
you prefer without giving any secrets away your competitors <laughs> like do you prefer going right or backside or does it matter like i mean some people have their strengths you know or prefer like i like going backside because i feel like i get higher scores going more vertical backside in a contest um i don't really have a preference I'm yeah kinda, i enjoy both i think if a contest or like if the waves are certain way for a contest i just try and look at it and just do what's best for that day and yeah yeah so a bigger punch here, obviously. Avoid groveling. Yeah. Are, are you uh, doing like a YouTube channel or making edits or just focusing on on uh, com- competition right now? I'm um, just focusing on contests and then just doing the, the Instagram dance like everyone else. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I might. Come, I want to try and start working on an edit. I have some clips saved up and definitely want to get some more and. Yeah, so I'd, yeah. I'd like to do that sometime in the near future. We, we'd we love to see one. I, I mean, that's kind of like one of the cool things about the the your generation is them, uh, you guys putting out cool little edits. And like, you know, when, when Dane puts one out, freaking Katie's Toasted is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like there's some real, I mean, we talk about girls surfing and the progression that they're doing now. Man, like... Those three girls, they're at Selena Cruz too, right? Yeah. At the beginning? Uh-huh. Uh, who is that? It's Katie, the girl that rides for Rip Curl. I don't know what her name is. And uh, then I think, Molly? Is it Molly Picklum? Yeah, I think so. Was she in the in that video? I'm pretty sure. Dude, they're like fucking ripping. Yeah, yeah. they're gnarly. Yeah. But yeah. we'd love to see uh, D-Chief freaking edit <laughs> out soon. Yeah, I've been... Been thinking about it. I've been toying with some ideas in my head, so I'm gonna hopefully bring bring one to fruition. Yeah, soon. yeah. Sooner so, than later. Well, uh, it's, it's good to have. Yeah. Next contest is uh, El Moro or Moro. Yeah, in a couple weeks up in Moro Bay. Nice. And that could throw. It could be two foot on shore or ten feet and offshore. It, it's kind of one yeah. of those spots too. Could, yeah. Last year was could big, be right? Fogged out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean that place could throw anything at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go up a, a few days earlier and just kind of get used, or you just kind of go up when um, you surf. I'll probably go up a day or two earlier. I might even go like a little bit sooner than that. Just drive up for a day or something like yeah. that. Yeah, just surf with no one else out. Are you booty kind of guy? You got to be wear booties. No, no, no. I I've never really like found or gotten a pair of booties that are the right size. I mean, I. I could just go smaller and stretch them out, but yeah, I don't know. They always get kind of full of water and never really been a booty guy. Yeah, it's it, really a question, bro. Well, <laughs> if you're down, if you're in SoCal, which the water's pretty temperament, you know, it's yeah. not too bad. But then you go up to like Moro or Santa Cruz, and it's like fuck, kind of a shocker, you know? Like, yeah. whoa, that's what fucking cold water's like. Yeah. You know, it's hard to bounce yeah. between. You're, yeah. you're either wearing booties and you're you've been on them all winter and you're comfortable, or you just like. Hey, I could just throw, you know, like it's kind yeah. of a really Plus, sensitive, like, yeah, deal, you know, for, yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, Plus, like them or not. Plus, too, for traveling in tropical places, like if you're used to booties, it's like, it's another factor that's like, all right, unless you're going to wear booties and trunks, it's another little, like, get used to adjustment yeah. thing. That's if you want to be weird and wear booties and trunks. <laughs> <laughs> My reef walkers, my split toe. Uh, what, what are those? Uh, There's only socks? a couple people that I think have done that. Like 
they got footage or got Bar- the map. Barney. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like Re- Reunion Island, which is like... Kelly like, too, right? No, Remember? most insane, like, left, but the inside, it's like... You know, it's like jagged. Yeah. You land and just jagged and super sharp and live coral. You t- you you touch it. I mean, you barely get a scratch and you're that's infected, like yeah. guaranteed, one hundred percent. Like it's just. And he was doing fucking like barrels. I'm like six foot waves, like and it's dr- it's pretty much dry. Yeah. And he's going up and trying to do barrel roll like flips. <laughs> and he was wearing yeah, like mental but yeah. you know he was wearing booties and he would wipe out and he'd be fine and you know but uh yeah very rarely you'd see booties on pets so and trunks what's uh what's the game plan what's next besides the next contest fucking win bro <laughs> no just um put my head down work hard just keep training just keep showing up doing the events um finish out the season uh hopefully qualify for the challenger and um yeah so yeah. from there and you're you're set with sponsors right you, you're not looking for any other always looking for more bro he's got <laughs> no, space I'm, on his board come on no, I'm gonna slap a couple more stickers on there very very grateful for the position I'm in yeah very yeah. thankful for the people who are putting their faith in me and supporting me and yeah yeah very stoked do you want to promote anything uh um, before before we uh cut this off I just want to thank my family and friends. Awesome. Um, shout out to, special shout out to my coach Mike Lamb and then also Walt Thompson, who's uh, been taking pictures and videoing me since I was a super grom. Sick. And um, yeah, just another thank you to the, my sponsors, uh, Red Bull and Neil, Prolight Futures, and Timmy Patterson, Surfboards. Awesome. We're going to tag the hell out of all of them. And they're going to be, they're <laughs> yeah. going to be, you know, coming in. They're, you're going to, you're gonna go up a notch in their their books for sure. <laughs> uh, we didn't touch, dude. Twenty something, good looking pro surfer chicks. No chicks. What's up? No dude, girlfriend. I, I don't need to know that. <laughs> Why are you getting all personal over here, dude? You know, <laughs> he's a single successful guy. Yeah. <laughs> There's no need for an anchor, bro. Currently, currently living like a bachelor. Yeah. Yes. Good for you. Keep it that way. Focus That's on the way you gotta surf. live. Yeah. You're too young to have uh, a significant other. Yeah. He's got to focus on uh, pro surfing, bro. That, I, I'm, 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 that's what I would I would tell him. You had a girlfriend. <laughs> you know? Sorry, ladies. Surfing comes first. Well, dude. Yeah. Uh, thank you for um, sitting down with us. Uh, I was, it's funny because I hit him up maybe two weeks or three weeks before the contest. And then, uh, you know, we're trying to make it uh, make it happen, but he was traveling. We were busy, and uh, and then the contest happened. And then I start watching it, and I'm like, "Holy shit, Dimitri won!" And I'm like, "Oh, now he's not going to want to do the podcast." Because <laughs> I thought, you know, dude, he's going to be busy. Cool. He's going to be, you know, traveling. I'm like, "Dang, like that's a bummer." Like. Yeah. I, I wish we would have got him before, but dude, no, this, this is even better. Perfect, perfect yeah. timing. That's how yeah. important our podcast is, yeah. people. Hey, thanks for winning, so you can, uh, you know, highlight our dude, show. Congratulations! <laughs> it's the first of many for Dimitri Dici Polis. Cool. Thank you guys. Thank so you so much for having me. Peace. Bonsai bowls, hands down, the best bowls. Period. 
seven locations, two in Hawaii, five in Southern California, bonsai bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.